From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. How did this happen? It's already TGIF. Welcome to the program. Six minutes past the hour. Thank you for waking up early in the morning. Oh, we've been busy. Busy, busy, busy. Let me um, do a public service announcement. Uh, I did it in the four o'clock hour. It should be available right now on every Apple device that you have. It should read iOS 15.6.1 update. Now, I try to, I think I do a pretty good job telling you when certain updates are happening and because I don't want you to have a problem. Apple has admitted that there's a very serious security threat to your iPhone, to your iPad, all your Apple technology. Hackers can literally take complete control of your device. The crazy thing about this is look how many times. The FBI, they, they, they can't break into these iPhones. I mean, I don't even know how how this has happened. It's one of the hallmarks of Apple is that they're basically impenetrable. But that's not the case. Hackers can get in. They can completely control your device. And it would be horrible because they act as if they are you. Now, imagine if they did something unsavory. I'll tell you, I don't think people realize, you know, you hear John Zarek talk about danger, how dangerous it is out there. What if somebody got a hold of your phone? I don't even want to suggest some of the things you could do to someone. And next thing you know, they'll probably report you at the same time. And the next thing you know, you have people breaking your door down and you're a registered sex offender or whatever else embezzler i mean whatever they want to do to you so i'm not trying to scare anyone you know me i'm i'm a serious person but i don't try to inflame and i don't try to uh overstate things i couldn't do this update quick enough i did not learn about this until this morning and then right there on my phone it lit up that i could do this update so do it. It's Apple iOS 15.6.1 update, and it addresses these serious security issues. So we're not overstating the case. That's literally what Apple is saying, that someone could hack your phone, take complete control of your device, and that would be a terrible thing. Here was another terrible thing that I woke up to 35 years after Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey danced it up at actually Grossinger's. And we worked with a member, two members, actually, of the Grossinger family, Mark and Mitchell. Uh, The Grossinger's Catskill Resort Hotel is where parts of Dirty Dancing were filmed. Well, parts of where Dirty Dancing were filmed 
went up in flames. This is according to the Liberty Fire Department on a Facebook post that I saw. And they spent several hours bringing the fire under control. An excavator was brought in afterwards to knock down the area that was burned down. Let me read to you the um, Liberty Fire Department post. And there's pictures and everything. The flames were were all over the place. And it was it was really um pretty important part of the building. This was at one point in time, and I remember uh, I remember talking to Mark about Katska, about um Grossinger's his middle name was Grossinger, Mark Grossinger Edis. I don't know if that's Mitchell's last name or not. But the resort was once among the most glamorous hotels in New York's Catskills. Cat, uh, 7.10 p.m. on Wednesday. No, no, let me go back to this. It's a Wednesday post. At 7.10 p.m. on Tuesday, Liberty Fire Department was dispatched to an unknown type fire in the area of Route 52 and Sullivan Avenue. While en route, multiple calls into Sullivan 911 reported a large structure on fire at the old Grossinger's Hotel property. A smoke column was now visible for several miles. First arriving units had to cut through a gate in order to access the roadway to get to the fire. Upon reaching the fire, it was found to be a three and a half story building that was now well involved, and I hope it continues. It does not, but that's the part of the um, the post that I was able to print. It didn't. It didn't print the continued part. So it appears to be the dining room area, uh, and and things like that. Screenwriter Eleanor Bergstein has recalled dancing at Grossinger's while her mother and father were otherwise occupied on family vacations. Quote, my parents would hit the golf course and I would just go to that dance studio as a little girl, she told the Center for Jewish History in November of 2021. Quote, on Thursday night, champagne hour, I would come out and do all these mambos and things. Catskills during the summer of 1963 was inspired by Grossinger's. It was actually filmed in Virginia, North Carolina, which is true. We've talked about that before, the movie. But that's okay because it wasn't the venue's only Hollywood connection. The New York Times reported in former owner Harry Grossinger's obituary. A lot of Harry's out there, but not not recent Harry's, although I think I should check that because recent times harry is coming back see back in style harry grossinger's obituary 1964 that celebrity guests at grossinger's included new york governor nelson rockefeller comedian milton burrell thanks to tom cantone i got to meet milton burrell what a nice man boxer rocky marciano actor eddie fisher who wed debbie reynolds at grossinger's in 1955. Meanwhile, the Dirty Dancing franchise has stayed strong over the years, spawning a new stage show and the announcement in March that Jennifer Grey 
would be part of a next chapter. They're making another Dirty Dancing movie. Now, if I asked you this question, would you be able to answer it? Do you know, if you have one child, two children, three children, do you know your children's favorite movies? First daughter, Kristen, her favorite movie is Dead Poet Society, Robin Williams. And if you knew Kristen, that's not a surprise. Second daughter, Lauren, her favorite movie of all time is Dirty Dancing. So she loves all this, not not the fire, of course. She, she would be sad to hear about the fire. But the kind of the fire is kind of the name only, but it's still, you know, it's still part of it all. And I have to say, I have to refresh my memory on Harry Robert Hurley Jr.'s favorite movie. And I'll tell you why it's extremely tough with him. Because when he was young, I call and we used to do a segment on the program for a period of time. I called him the teen movie guru. Well, the teen movie guru is now 30. So what am I saying? 33. So he's not the teen movie guru, but he has tremendous movie knowledge. We talk about movies all the time. I'm going to have to ask him. And I think that's going to be hard for him. It's hard for me. I kind of flip around. Somewhere in Time, I think, is my favorite movie. I do love the James Cameron Titanic movie. Uh, Of course, I've mentioned my affinity for The Godfather, and I prefer – I like them all. I prefer Godfather 2 as my favorite of all the Godfather movies. I'm I'm a bigger fan of Al Pacino being the Don than I was Marlon Brando. But I have to say, obviously Marlon Brando was, was phenomenal. And the third movie gets panned, but it actually is much better than it gets credit for. And of course... Having been on the, the, the film scene, if you will, the site of some of the filming, uh, that was very special. And if you look in the credits at the end, you will see the credit, whatever they called it, the Hotel Plaza, the Plaza or whatever that, La Playa, Plaza, whatever they call it, uh, that was the Trump Castle Casino Resort by the Bay. The helicopter was there that night. It was incredible. I ate twin lobster tails with my twin who was eating twin lobster tails. And we saw the bright lights, the, 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 um, the helicopter. Oh, it was it was spectacular. So I like it on its own. But when it when it turns into something where you actually were there for part of it, I mean, it takes it up, you know, a, a next level. When we come back, I'm going to use the R word. I know the Biden administration, actually, believe it or not, they they kind of got away with changing the definition of a recession. This is the level of blatant dishonesty that we live in now. And if you are someone they want to protect, the degree they will do go to do so. 
But this is the R word in a different area. Not just the economy, not just two quarters of negative GDP. And that constitutes, of course, that in all of recorded history, that constituted a recession until now. It's 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 amazing. Now, maybe after it doesn't matter and he's not running again, uh, they'll come out. Oh, we uh, we we now say that there was a recession and it started on this date and it ended on that date. I mean, it's just they're so blatantly dishonest. It's it's just hard to even process how sick this is. But this isn't that this is the R word and the word is recession. This is the R word in a different area. It's not good. Fox News commentary. Residents of California are once again being asked to ration their energy consumption. Sounds like the fifth largest economy of the third world. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Hot week in California, but if residents were thinking about cranking up the AC or any heavy appliance to compensate, well, not so fast. The state has once again implemented a flex alert, limiting energy usage between 4 and 9 p.m. This ration on energy is put in place to avoid those rolling blackouts California has become infamous for, the ones in summer 2020 that left hundreds of thousands in the dark. Call me crazy, but the fact that Californians pay an arm and a leg to live in that overpriced state and are then told to swelter in the heat so they don't lose power sounds completely ridiculous to me. Furthermore, for a state that pushes electric vehicles so hard, it seems a little ironic residents are now being told to pull the plug on energy use during peak slash normal hours. If this is California's green revolution, please leave it in California. I'm Tommy Laren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. It is I, Hurley in the Morning, and this portion of our program brought to us in part by Batteries Plus Bulbs, with stores in Northfield, New Jersey at 900 Tilton Road, directly adjacent to Broadcast Center. If you're coming from over the Margate Bridge, let's say, I want to give you some sort of spectrum of observation. Coming into Northfield on Tilton Road, on the left-hand side, Broadcast Center, and right after Broadcast Center, if you were heading towards the old Shore Mall, I forget what it's called now. Is it called something like Harbor, Harbor View or something like that? Something like that. Anyhow, they're right next to us. And also they have a great store on Route 73 in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, which I spent 20 years uh, driving three nights a week probably when we did television for WPSJ-TV. Thank God I'm not doing that anymore. I'd get home at midnight, up at 2. Whew. 20 years of that. I did love the work, though. Roy Scott and their team at Batteries Plus Bulbs are extraordinarily service-minded, and they have creative solutions to fix your cell phones and tablets, batteries for your various power tools, cars, boats, motorcycles, golf carts, and other devices. Anything. They have their performance batteries, 
They have what you need to get ready for the storm season as well, including generators and so much more. Shop local, shop batteries plus bulbs. Tell Roy and Scott that Hurley in the Morning sent you. Also, reminder, if your cell phone breaks, if you want a new battery, if you crack the screen, anything happens to it, they have all the parts from the older models to the newer phones, both on the Apple technology side and Android phones. Cell phone and tablet repairs. No appointment is necessary. Just stop in for quick service. I'm going to do a battery. I, I might even do it this weekend. Uh, my phone is working fine. I've had it for two years. Own it. And it, it works great. I, I've been on this sort of since the very beginning of Apple. Every two years, I get a new phone. And the reason I do that, I do like the new technology. I mean, the camera keeps getting better. Like the camera is – there are newer cameras even than the one that I have, which is spectacular though. But they're even better than I have. The reason I usually wind up getting one every two years is because of the battery. If batteries plus bulbs can put a new battery in for me, then your phone is going to be fast as new. And they say even that it the, the phone will work quicker because it's just souped up. Uh, reminder, if you didn't hear my uh, cautionary advice at the very beginning of the program... Apple has fessed up. They have a major security problem. Hackers can take complete control of your device. In other words, they can become you. I don't know how you would, you'd have to fight. Hopefully it would show that it pinged, you know, in California and you're here. But what if it was somebody in the area? Uh, I don't know how it's your phone. I don't know how you would prove that you didn't download some inappropriate thing or or commit some kind of digital piracy or crime i mean it, it's scary stuff you you don't think about this stuff you just think it nothing can happen just imagine if one day you got the trump treatment and somebody busted your door down and they're taking your phone or your other digital equipment and you said what are you doing i didn't do anything yeah Good luck. So Apple has learned there's a serious security issue. They've quickly put out this 15.6.1, what's called iOS. That's their operating system update. Four o'clock hour this morning. Your humble, unassuming public ser- uh, servant superhero. I um, I did the update. Hopefully that means you're good to go. The, the crazy thing about this whole security confession on behalf of Apple is they've prided themselves. Remember when like terrorists, uh, Apple wouldn't give up terrorists when the FBI said, look, we got to get into these phones. But of course, you know, they make an exception for Trump because he's treated worse than a terrorist. It is approaching 30 minutes past the hour. Don't try this at home. We've got a fun program in store for you. Your open forum begins in just over a half hour from now. I hope you will just obliterate these phone lines at 609-407-1450 with your thoughts, your questions, your concerns. 609-407-1450. Eight o'clock hour, Don Hurley in a official mental health break. We actually thought that John Cafferty was coming on today. 
I was very delighted to do that interview yesterday. So today was scheduled even before we did yesterday. And then at 9.05, we're going to have Joe Lupo. Joe Lupo is a man on the move. He is the president of Hard Rock Casino Hotel in Atlantic City. But he has been named president of the Mirage Casino. And when Hard Rock purchased the Mirage Casino from MGM, Joe Lupo was named to be the president. He has a lot of experience in that jurisdiction. Joe is also well-known and highly respected from his days at uh, Borgata, where he was a senior vice president. He'll be with us. And, and in fact, until his appointment to the Mirage, he was also the president of the Casino Association of New Jersey, which now our very good friend Mark Giantonio. And he'll do a great job. Mark will be spectacular. He's a team player, team builder, uh, dynamic, says what needs to be said. Uh, hard, as hard working as anyone that you will ever find. Mark will be fantastic in that role. He makes everything about the task. He makes nothing about himself. One of the most modest people you'll ever meet. He'll be a great Casino Association president of New Jersey, and he takes over. He took over. He's officially now uh, with Joe Lupo leaving. Don't go away. Let me tell you, we've been very, I said when I opened up at uh, 6.06, we've been very busy. We've already written what I think are two great pieces of digital content. I'll share with you what they are right now. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Just a few clicks from 32 minutes past the hour. It is early in the morning with three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Former Atlantic City Municipal Utilities Authority Chairman John Devlin has called out what he's referring to as an unqualified hiring. Check this one out. It's only 140000 a year plus benefits. Uh, streaming versus broadcast and cable television. Viewing habits are changing dramatically. And check out my Lost in Space article with Will Robinson, Bill Moomy. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Heating up even more today, but it's not dangerous heat or extreme heat. It's just August. High temperature for South Jersey, 89 inland. Closer to 80 at the beaches. Low risk of rip currents reported for today. Morning sun, then increasing clouds this afternoon. Becoming mostly cloudy tonight, low of 68. Could be a sprinkle tomorrow morning, then partly sunny for the rest of your Saturday. High of 85. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Finding great candidates to hire early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. We're investing. Your radio home for the Atlantic City Air Show. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Wednesday morning beginning right after 6 a.m. And then we will go right until whenever it's done. Four o'clock hour, late three o'clock hour, whenever it's done. When it's done is a byproduct of when it starts. It's supposed to start, it's not exact, but approximately 11 a.m. And if you go to the app or the WPGTalkRadio.com website and click on my article, you will see this handsome photo. Uh, it's a Mark Antonio photo, by the way, of the iconic Thunderbirds in perfect formation. And Mark could be a professional photographer. It's another thing he won't brag about. Uh, the picture is absolutely beautiful. 
it's, it's in perfect focus. And I can't even tell you how many hundreds of miles they ripped by at. It's unbelievable, this photo, when you see it. So when you see the Thunderbirds in formation, that's the article. And it has all the airspace restrictions. It's important to familiarize yourself with that if you fly drones or you're going to be in a boat or you do anything within 10 miles of this air show. You need you need to know what you can and you can't do because they're, they're, there's no joke here. They take your stuff and they arrest you. It's not something you want to have happen. Uh, and it's not something anybody wants to do. And then we have right after that, after the restrictions, we have the entire schedule of the show. So check it out. This is Harry Hurley for my friends at Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. Are you seeing the back-to-school commercials on TV? It's almost here. But there are still plenty of hot days. Today's one of them. Ambient Comfort is offering a back-to-school discount of $50 off any repair to your air conditioner or heating system. That's before Labor Day. We've talked about the signs that your system may need repair. If you were paying attention, you know them. There's seven of them. I'm not going to bore you with them now. But if you're not comfortable or you suspect a problem, don't wait. Call Ambient Comfort before a minor problem becomes a major one. You can trust Ambient Comfort to keep your family cool for the rest of the summer season. They can repair any system, regardless of who originally installed it, to help you save energy, increase the life of your system. So they're giving you the opportunity between now and basically the start of school, Labor Day, which is going to sneak up on us really quick, and you'll save $50 off any repair. Visit AmbientComfortNJ.com. That's AmbientComfortNJ.com. Or call 856-213-6586. That's 856. Let me start again. 856-213-6586. When you butcher it, you do it one more time. It's in the broadcast manual, the handbook. 856-213-6586. Eighty-six. Tell them Harry Hurley in the morning sent you to ambient comfort. All right. I mentioned the R word and uh, this is not good news. Home sales fell by almost 6% in July. The housing market now, by definition, of course, unless they change the definition, now nothing has to mean anything anymore. You just say it's not true. But by definition, again, unless the definition has changed, the market, the housing market has slid into a recession. These numbers come out monthly. We typically share them with you every month, and they come out from the National Association of Realtors. Sales dropped by almost 20% from the same time a year ago, the month of July 2022 versus month of July 2021. Quote, in terms of economic impact, we are surely in a housing recession because builders are not building. That's a problem. That's Lawrence Yun, chief economist for the Realtors. 
The sales count declined to a a seasonally adjusted annualized rate of 4.81 million units. It is the slowest sales pace since November of 2015, with the exception of a brief plunge that happened at the beginning of the COVID pandemic. But then it became COVID-19 became gangbusters. It's crazy uh, for real estate. Certain things in our country benefited because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And, of course, certain things got absolutely demolished. One last quote on this. Quote, in terms of economic impact, we are surely in a housing recession because the builders are not building. Now, I said that to you before, but he continues. However, are homeowners in a recession? And Lawrence Young says, absolutely not. Homeowners are still very comfortable financially. Well, look, that guy's you know a smart guy. Uh, I'm, I'm only going to push back a little bit to say that we have many people in our country right now that are choosing between food and gasoline. And not everybody is comfortably financially sorry. It almost seems like another Joe Biden apologist there. Like nothing is supposed to mean what it means anymore. You got to admit, it's really unless you take my playbook of just ignoring it. I mean, I've been telling you to ignore the Democrat media as they keep telling you how great the Democrats are doing right now. Joe Biden's big week. Could this change everything? Does this mean the Democrats are now going to win? I told you they were going to do this. Now, later in this hour. I'm going to share with you two different surveys which prove that all of that is complete fantasy. All of it. Who is more motivated right now to vote? It's not Democrats. I can promise you that. And I'll back it up a little bit later. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Morning, Harry. It's Tom. Tom, good morning. I have a question. I, with with all this speculation, <clears throat> excuse me, on, on the, what the documents are to, uh, that were part of the raid of uh, Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. What do you think about the possibility that there's incriminating documents in there on some uh, Democratic high bigwigs on up to the White House? I don't think that directly is the case, Tom. But I will tell you that. The Department of Justice does not want to release the document. So I, I don't think they're going to be able to back up. Now that they've done the raid, I don't think they can back up what they did. So I, I expect that by next week when they're required to uh, provide to Judge Reinhardt what he's asking for, like what should be redacted, you've seen it, Tom, and I know our listeners have seen it. They act like they're complying when they turn over literally white pieces of paper with entire black squares. The whole page is like a Rorschach just filled in in black. Uh, It's a disgrace. So Trump is playing, you know, big time here because nobody in his position usually wants that type of, you know, uh, charge document, if you will, ever released. Uh, He wants it all released. My only concern is what if they only release things that look really bad for President Trump? 
that could happen too, Tom. Sure. What they're going to do is black out. It appears because this one person slipped. It appears they have multiple informants. So they'll block that out. So you don't, and I have no problem with that. You know, I mean, whistleblowers should be protected, um, even if they have bad intentions. Uh, But other than that, let the American people see what, why you thought for the first time in the whole history of the country that this type of raid was appropriate. Back it up. Well, I don't, I'm not comfortable that either documents aren't either inserted in that or deleted from that amount that was taken. Well, no, oh, that's a good point. I was thinking of the affidavit and these other things that they're talking about now, not the warrant itself. But the judge has everything because he he granted the search warrant. Now, what you're saying is if they took stuff out or they put stuff in, that's going to be tough to prove. And they're that dishonest. I know people say, oh, don't say anything about the FBI. The FBI has already proven they're political at the high. Not not good agents. These these leaders that they have. People like Comey and McCabe and Strzok and the whole gang. And now this whole crew and the people that put in phony Pfizer warrants and things like that. So, yeah, I don't trust them, Tom. Well, let's just hope, Herr. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, hope is not a strategy. <laughs> and I, I don't I, I, I shudder to think that we have to hope that people that have very bad intentions are going to do an honorable thing here. Unfortunately, under this administration, that's that's what we're left with. Yeah, they're that dishonest. Thank you, my friend. See you, Tom. Thanks, Eric. You got it, pal. All right. When we come back, uh, that was a Tom McAdam moment. We're not we're going to continue open forum for the whole seven o'clock hour. So I hope you'll hang in there. We've got a few more things we need to do right after the break. I am early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. See how this grabs you. 53 minutes past the hour on the early in the morning program. We have a president that is allegedly ardently against a wall of any kind. And they have twisted logic that you can't even comprehend. Makes no sense so I'm not even going to get into how they try to explain. Remember when uh, Mark Kelly is in trouble in Arizona, only they're trying to pretend like he's not, but he's in real trouble and he knows it because they know the truth. The, the Democrats are spinning how great they are and how great they're doing. But Mark Kelly came to the White House and said, I need the wall built. I need the sections finished so I can show that I care about this illegal immigration invasion that these Democrats want to happen because they are en route to the permanent Democrat majority in our country. They know exactly what they're doing. Make no mistake about this. Two million illegals this year. And there's still two months or more. You've you've got... The rest of this month, you've got September, you have October, you have November, you have December. I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. So it's going to probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of 2.3, 2.4 million or more just this year. So 
just to prove, I mean, you know, Nancy Pelosi with the wall in San Francisco, uh, the Pope has a wall, but they're all against walls. Biden's against walls, but we're paying $500,000 for a taxpayer-funded wall at Biden's Delaware Beach House. How do you spend 500000 on a security fence? How do you do that? I mean, we get abused. And, you know, he just keeps that, you know. This guy's going to be out of here soon. But he keeps that. I mean, the whole house is only worth $2.7 million. The fence is worth 500000 Unbelievable times. I thought fences don't work. I thought walls don't work. Why, what do you need that for? Look, I'm all for it. I want our presidents protected. I want the Supreme Court justices protected. I, I, I'm all for this. But they get to be for it, and they also get to be against it. That's the part that makes me sick. Unbelievable times. And they're getting worse. Here was a statistic that I found very interesting. And I'm pleased about it. Because I I despise smoking. In 1965, 45% of Americans were smokers. So almost half the country. What percentage of the American people now are smokers? I'll give you this clue. I'm going to give you the answer, too, but I'll give you this clue. It's the lowest percentage ever recorded. So in 1965, I was five years old. Both my parents were two of the 45 percent. 45 percent of all Americans smoked. So 45 out of 100. Today, it's only 15 percent. Fantastic. I think people are figuring out that it destroys your body, your ability to breathe, your susceptibility to cancer. Now, of course, they act like they want people to stop, but they also need these crazy liberals. They need the uh, the tax revenue. And you've seen them all. You've seen where get a load of this. It's, it might not be what you think. CDC defines a smoker as someone who has both smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime and now smokes on at least some days or every day. So there you go. That's your um, that's your your data there. People age 18 to 44. 17% smoke. That's weird. That's more, I would think that would be lower. I thought the thing keeping it up would have been older people who've already been smoking. So I have a little bit more on that, but we'll have to hold that for another time. Open forum begins. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. 609. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground. 
to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. Six minutes past the hour. Welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Yes, good morning. Just quickly about Salman Rushdie, the satanic verses. As a matter of fact, the portion of the Quran was supposedly... Uh, dictated by Satan, Shaitan through Muhammad. And Muslims have no problem with that. That happens to be a fact acknowledged by Muslims. But Salman Rusty was just pointing out the fact that if it's a 100% book of God, then how come it's part of its breathed by Satan? That's all. That's So we have to keep them in our prayer list, that's for sure. But anyway, uh, the second clause in Article 5 of the Constitution gives states' rights to amend the Constitution even when Said states deem that the federal government has become tyrannical. Fifteen states have, are about to convene in an unprecedented constitutional convention with the aim of amending the Constitution. Now, progressive Dems and rhinos are paranoid about this because they're fearful that it will put ha- power back in the hands of we the people. Um, what they really want to do is reaffirm the Second Amendment. There is no compromise here. It cannot be compromised. Our right to bear arms is uh, it cannot be um, taken away from us. Yeah. Also, another idea was a, a budget amendment with caps on taxation and tax on spending, which would be a wonderful thing. If that's the case, we should also have a fourth branch of government with checks and balances, yeah? You have the executive, you have the legislative and judicial. We have to have a financial branch because Article 1, Section 9, Clause 7 says the Congress handles our monies. But look at our Congress today, man. They're lunatics. So yeah. we'd have to have something like that. that you know, people say the federal, federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve is not our federal government. They answered to the London banking houses under Lloyds of London. That happens to be a fact. So that our founders would have never put up with that. So some are saying nationalize the Fed. I say get rid of the Fed, but we'd have to have something to transfer over to. Thanks for letting me call in. Always a pleasure. It's my job. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning. I'd like to bring up three different uh, topics. Number one, I'd like to congratulate and thank very much the Upper Township EMTs, they've been here at my house twice in the last 13 days, and there's no, no, no getting about it. These people are really good. They won't even take a tip. They won't do anything like that. So thank you again to the Upper Township uh, EMTs. The here, second here. thing is we have a very good two-hour program, Mark Lee, Van Camp, and Robbins. These guys, retired these jockeys, they're terrific. I enjoy them every day with my schedule. I need a time to get away from politics and everything else and sit down there for try to get the two hours in. But by, but by the way, um, I only disagree with one thing. They talk about politics incessantly. They just do it differently. They do it with humor. Uh, they're very there's a there's a um, there's an irony here. Uh, I, I totally disagree with this premise, but I but there's a part of it that is true, though. It is different than Hannity. It's different than Kilmeade. It's different than Levin. It's different than Hurley. They do it with humor. But I think sometimes they're more hard-hitting than me. They eviscerate these people that they talk about, Biden and all these other folks. It is a very highly political show, but it is very different 
than most of the other talk shows that are on the air. Now that I've said that, did I did I change your view on the fact that it is it is an extremely political show? No, because on Friday they have a uh, a segment where they play uh, music and uh, they pick a topic up and uh, people call in with uh, uh, songs that are related to the topic. So it's really a balanced program. Yes, and sometimes it's but it's so fun. They, these guys are so funny. I agree. I enjoy listening to them. Yeah, I I do too. I, I it was a great hire. I didn't understand it at first because I didn't think it fit. Uh, but I always support what my company, what my program director does. And he was right about this. Uh, now. Yeah. Now, with that said, over the last couple of days, there is a dead sound, um, an air dead sound for four to five minutes. Yesterday, it went for six minutes. And guess what came up? The Mitsubishi commercial. Springfield, Mitsubishi. But all the six- now, are you listening over the air, or are you listening on the app? Where? How are you listening? I don't do apps. I have the okay. radio one. All right, so you have the radio. Okay, that, that's the- well, I need to know though, because I'm going to let the uh, chief engineer know. Uh, is are you saying this is an everyday occurrence, or did it just happen the other day? The few times that this week when I try to get the station, what the hell happened to the station? I can't find the station, and then it comes on, you know, like three o'clock or something with Hannity. Well, yesterday I had the time to sit there and enjoy the two hours, and then boom, six minutes of it, it disappears. It it's almost like if it was pre-recorded, they pushed a button or something, and it didn't go on. With that, well, look, I'm going to look into it. I, I, there's no problem with the transmitter. There's no problem with the signal. Uh, one of the um, satellite shows, there might not be a tone that's supposed to fire their next commercial break. Or it could be in our computer, and I want to get into the weeds too far. Uh, what? Tell me what time again this is. Hold on, I'm going to give you the exact time. Okay. Yesterday it went off at two thirty-eight, came back on to two forty-four with the Springfield commercial. Okay. On uh, on the station. Did anybody ever tell you? I, I, I don't know. You're either a delight to live with, or you might be a nightmare. Your attention to detail is admirable. Well, I had the time yesterday to sit there, and like I said, when I missed the stations couple couple days ago because I thought it was yeah. Hey, listen, we don't know if you don't tell us. I mean, there could be. Obviously, it's happening for at least a couple of days or several days. And that means it's 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 an easy fix. I mean, just troubleshooting over the air. Uh, there's a commercial break that's not properly firing. And so you have dead air until it gets out of that. And then the next tone that's sent uh, starts it up again. So it's it's remarkable. It doesn't happen more often, actually. Uh, but I, I've already made notes and uh, we'll we'll look into it. Okay, my last thing is the news readers that are on the station, do they pre-record the articles and then they play them over throughout the, uh, the rest of the day? Well, it depends. Uh, it, some of them are live. It all depends. And we have six different radio stations, and they're, they're all probably a little bit different. We have different people. Uh, some are pre-recorded, but only until a certain point. And then there's a whole new update that's done. It, it's fresh news. 
Okay, well, let me tell you something. This particular female newsreader has been on the station for a long, long time, and she doesn't proofread what she reads. Now, tell me something, uh, Harry. You've been in Cape May. Yeah. Could you tell me where the Decatur Street is located? Well, right, Decatur. Here's the thing, though. There are some people that might not be from the area. So you will hear Absicon instead of Absican. I, I, I get you on that. I mean, I cringe every now and again. So, so I, I understand. Uh, you're going to have that. You, you have that at the national level. You have that at the metro market level. You, you have it at the local level. Uh, and, you know, you just, we'll do better. We'll, you know, I, I, if I hear Absicon, I always reach out and make it a point, you know, to let somebody know it's Absecon. Uh Decatur uh, is not in vogue, so we, we should take a look at that. But, yeah, I hear you. And the, and the last thing is the, the way she reads the news, she runs one thing into the other, so you don't know where the period be, where the period stops and, and the next one. Next, uh, well, here's the thing. They're on time. And they got to get it in exactly within a certain period of time because the news break is only a set period of time, 60 seconds or whatever it's set to be. So it, 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 you don't want it to be Evelyn Wood speed reading or something. But, you know, I, I, I note uh, what you're saying there as well. All right. I'll leave it at that. Thank you very much for the time. And okay. you have a great day. You and too. A good weekend. Thank you. Bye bye. I'm you know, listen, I, I take it well. Some people that call would have just sent them into orbit where like complaining about everything. But we learn when you tell us. And another listener did uh, text me that that time frame, 2.38 p.m., uh, is an issue. So we can we can address that. Uh, and we you help us do our job. We can't do our job without you. And you help us do our job even better. First break at hand. We'll be back. More of your calls in just a little bit. As always, you can tell by the last call, don't try this at home. Please, whatever you do, leave it to your trained broadcasting specialist. My friend Sean Hannity is up. Our early in the morning timeout will follow. Open forum continues right after that at 609-407-1450, where we do have an open phone line. Don Hurley in the 8 o'clock hour. That's going to be a lot of fun. Joe Lupo um, will start the 9 o'clock hour off. He's not going to be here the whole hour. Uh, but the um, president of Hard Rock Casino, Atlantic City, and the incoming president of the Mirage Casino after the uh, Hard Rock purchased it from MGM, Joe Lupo has been named the president of the Mirage Casino. That's uh, sentimental to me because... When Steve Wynn sold the Golden Nugget Atlantic City, and it was a phenomenal sale to Bally's, who did not want to get taken over by President Trump in the days when you could only own three properties. It was called Green Mail. Steve Wynn sold the Golden Nugget Atlantic City for $440 million, and he took that, and he built the Mirage, which at the time was the most opulent, the most um, prolific hotel casino ever built in the history of the world at the time. And this position of president of the Mirage, 
is still one of the highest profile casino leadership positions in America. Joe Lupo will join us in a couple of hours. Your calls are next. I am Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. The FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago has now increased the percentage who believe that President Joe Biden is using the G-men, FBI agents, as his personal Gestapo. That's the latest Rasmussen Report survey. 53% of likely voters agreed, quote, there is a group of politicized thugs at the top of the FBI that are using the FBI as Joe's personal Gestapo. Well, now I do want to make a point here. There are so many good people in law enforcement. Don't become like the left. If there's one bad apple cop, you don't, you know, defund and dismantle police departments. We know how that ends badly. It's the same with the FBI. The Sean Hannity Show from coast to coast later today. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. We tried Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, and after a couple of weeks, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and there was a lot less scratching and shedding. My dog smelled and scratched constantly. We bathed and sprayed her, took her to the vet, but no results. Now, a little Dynavite in her food helps Bella keep her beautiful coat with no scratching or smell. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. Your radio home for the Atlantic City Air Show. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Our live coverage begins 6 a.m. this upcoming Wednesday. It's uh, going to be epic. We have an incredible guest lineup, and then we take you right to the beginning of the air show. Howdy McCann Jr., I pass the microphone over to him. And uh, one of the first things you will hear him talk about are the fabulous Golden Knights when they come down from many thousands of feet in the air with colored smoke pouring out of the heels of their shoes. It's uh, it's quite extraordinary. And, of course, a gigantic American flag in perfect formation. It's quite, quite exceptional. Uh, it's an amazing experience, actually, the Atlantic City Air Show. Looking forward to our coverage beginning this Wednesday and, of course, practice day the day before that. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. John Devlin is going to join us right after the 7.30 break. I've written a definitive piece about a new hire at the Atlantic City Municipal Utilities Authority. John is the former immediate past chairman of the board of the Atlantic City MUA. Uh, boy, I'll tell you, I, I just don't understand how they uh, how they just keep getting away with all this stuff. This small gang, I just I don't understand it. The state is just sanctioning this madness. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. You know, uh, when you were talking to that last caller, do you know what came to my mind? 
Now, why would the odd couple? I don't get it. Why? What? What made that like the odd couple? Well, he was just he 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 picked at everything. Like oh, he, I see what you're saying. Well, that's why I teased. I said you're either a delight to live with or a nightmare. Look, here's the deal. You know me. You've known me a lot longer than many people listening to this program. I'm much more easygoing than most people that do what I do for a living. I take criticism well. I've accepted over 31 years that I have a job that literally, and it wasn't criticizing me. I'm long gone by then. But but we get criticized publicly. Everybody else uh, gets asked to come to the boss's office and uh, close the door, and, and you have this private conversation. I'm in a business where the report card is so public, every criticism, every scab is picked at, so I'm I'm totally desensitized to it, but I get what you're saying. Well, to me, and and you know, I was in this business for many years, and and still do some of it. But uh, that that type of a phone call should be made to the program director, not live on the air. That 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 type of stuff is like inside baseball. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, yeah. But here's the other thing, though. He's a really good guy. He's been a very faithful listener. He wants to be helpful. He's got the time, 2.38. You can see how I, you know, I listen to what people say. 2.38 p.m., you know, the station went off the air and it happened a couple of days in a row. So I appreciate the opportunity, you know, but I get what you're saying. If it's me, I would call somebody off the air because you don't want to make people look bad on the air. You can get it fixed without it becoming a public declaration. I get it all, but I also don't want to to discourage nice people either. But I, I know what you're saying. No, no, but I was just having some fun. Yes. Uh, by the way, and, and I'll get I'll get to my point. But do you remember the do you remember the opening to the first couple of seasons of that show? Later, they just played the music. But do you remember what? The there, yeah, there was an announcer. Um, can two men uh, da, 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 live in peace and something? Uh, there was a little like narration about could they, as different as they are, could they live together? Well, I remember the whole thing verbatim if, if you want to have some fun. All right, go. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. Deep down, he knew she was right, but he also knew that someday he would return to her. With nowhere else to go, he appeared at the home of his friend Oscar Madison. Several years earlier, Madison's wife had thrown him out, requesting that he never return. Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? That's fantastic. <laughs> that is every word. And it's funny. I started to remember the words once you started saying them. That's really good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you hear it from the beginning, you'll pick up on it. They're also, this shows you how crazy the mind is, what you remember that you even think you forget. You hear the door close, too, as he walks out. He's got got the suitcase in his hand. I believe an umbrella as well, because in that opening credits, uh, uh, Felix stabs at the cigar, but that Oscar drops, you know, onto the sidewalk and he pierces it with the uh, point of his umbrella, you know, holding it up, showing Oscar that he had littered. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, things to remember. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, about President Trump and this uh, um, 
a warrant. Um, you know, Harry, what's going to happen with this thing is it's going to show up redacted. The judge isn't going to agree with the redactions. The lawyers are going to be into it. And it's going to drag on, drag on, drag on. Right, because if they don't, if they, if, if Judge Reinhardt doesn't agree with the redactions, because I do think that the, the, uh, the DOJ is going to just have complete ink blocks of just black all over white pages. So he won't agree with that, but he'll make his changes, but he's not releasing them until he gives the DOJ time to appeal. And who knows what the appeal court will do. They'll probably judge shop and get exactly what they want. So I would prefer, actually, if the whole thing doesn't get released, I'd prefer none of it get released because they can completely, completely manipulate public opinion. Remember, Hunter Biden laptop used to be fake and you would get deplatformed if you said it was real. Uh, they can get away with anything. So if they if they don't release it all and I don't mind if there's a couple of black things, you know, black marks that that cut out somebody's name or something like that. But if they don't release it all, I don't want them to be the arbiters of what we should be allowed to know. Okay, Harry, I agree with you, but here's the deal. And I talked about this earlier in the week. If it doesn't get released, okay, what, what happens is then everyone will always wonder and Trump will operate under a cloud of suspicion. And then they will have had their second insurance policy to prevent him. Yeah. Well, as you know, that's how government has the upper hand on the people that they're supposed to serve. But they've flipped it that they have, you know, they have all the power. If you don't get charged, those types of documents in the entire course of history never get released. You get left with that stain of either you got lucky or you got off, you know, you're and you're stained with being guilty, but not convicted. Uh, yeah, it's a mess. It's terrible. And Remember what Nancy Pelosi said, because you just said the word when they impeached him, that he is forever stained. Yeah. Yeah, right. And that's only an accusation. You know, they, they make impeachment a conviction. He didn't get convicted. That's like somebody being charged and being exonerated by a jury. You're innocent. You're not guilty at that point. We don't use the word innocent, unfortunately. But this is how sick and demented and evil these people are. Got to get the break in. It's 32 minutes past the hour. Great call. Uh, John Devlin's going to join us next on the Hurley in the Morning program. Don't go away. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. 32 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley, three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The former ACMUA chairman is here. And he's calling out the hiring of someone, Not nothing personal. I happen to know the person. I've known the person for a long time. No other family members of hers even better. It's not personal at all. It's just does the person have a background in this business uh, that they're being hired for? Streaming versus broadcast and cable television. Habits, viewing habits are changing fast. 
From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. The rip current risk has gone to low. Good-looking beach day with wave heights 1 to 2 feet, ocean temperatures between 72 and 76 degrees. Air temperature will be about 80 at the beaches today, closer to 90 inland with morning sun, then increasing clouds this afternoon. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 68, could be a sprinkle tomorrow morning, then partly sunny in 85, clouds and sun in 82 Sunday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Panda. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. We filed this morning in the 5 o'clock hour. I guess it was even a little bit before. It might have been the late 4 o'clock hour. Uh, a piece for the app, for the website titled Former Atlantic City MUA Chairman Calls Out, quote, Unqualified Hiring. And look, this has nothing to do with the individual that was hired. Yes, they're politically connected. Uh, Yes, the former wife of Joe Jacobs, who might be one of the most powerful unelected potentates uh, in Atlantic City history. I mean, he literally has power in every single imaginable way, in the city of Atlantic City, the Board of Education, the utility authorities, um, you name it, the various authorities. It's, a, it's, it's not an accident that his former wife is getting this position. But it's not about who's getting it. If you go to my earlier reporting, and again, I learned uh, all of this from John Devlin. And somebody's just writing me a, a, a thing about the individual getting laid off or whatever from the city. I'm not aware of the layoff, but I'm aware of the position that the individual held. Uh, and this is going to pay even more than that. That was a six-figure salary in special events. This is even going to be more than that. And we do have that in the story. Uh, not that anyone was laid off because I'm not I'm not aware that anybody was laid off. I just thought somebody was getting 40000 more or whatever a year for this position. So it's not it's not about the person. I mean, you can't ignore that because it's not none of this is a coincidence. But in earlier reporting, John has been able to confirm the ratepayers you're paying like $300,000, $400,000 a year for outside contractors who have the proper licenses that the people making all this big money should have. This guy Mancuso who's out, he had the license. So enter the scene, the former chairman of the Atlantic City Municipal Utilities Authority until for purely Marty Small, lowbrow political reasons, they did something that's never been done in American history. They just took John Devlin out of a term that he had still time left to go. Just took him out because they think they can. John, welcome to Hurley in the morning. Good morning, Harry. How are you? Good. So I want to I want to cover this. The person coming in doesn't have experience, doesn't have the license, and the ratepayers are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for these different licenses that are required for the Atlantic City MUA to operate legally, correct? That's 100% correct. Well, how sick is that? If you're, listen, again, it's not about any individual. I hold no 
bad feelings. I know this person. I've known this person since their children were at Chesterbrook School in Northfield. I mean, this is nothing personal. But if you're getting $140,000 a year, and I assume on top of that, fringe benefits, which has to be another 30 40% on the top of that, shouldn't shouldn't people have these licenses so that you don't have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars? So in other words, it seems like they get to hire their friends and then the ratepayers have to pay more for the requirements that you would think you would already have full-time in-house. Yep, that's a, that's 100% correct, um, sadly. Um, you know, when you recruit these positions, you want to look for the most qualified person. Listen, Harry, you're talking about a commodity in water that is so important to a community. And just to oust one of these positions, you know, to a politically connected person, is just a travesty. It should be illegal. And let me start first say further. There was also... Um, look at the executive director, total political position. The guy's never seen a drop of water in his life. And all of a sudden, he's the most perfect person for that position. He's terrible, too. So, I mean, you know, this story continues. I mean, uh, his hiring, I challenged everything, every move he made as executive director. He reached out and made frivolous lie, reached out to his buddy at City Hall and others. And came up with some frivolous kangaroo court to ask me. Uh, it was purely political, and purely because I was doing, you know, acting in the best interest of my constituents. That's why I was there. That's why we have an executive board is to question and challenge certain decisions that outsiders like Bruce Ward, outsiders like Michael Armstrong, make these kind of crazy decisions. You want me there. You want me at the gate, uh, challenging, questioning. Uh, decision-making of outsiders like these frivolous liars. You want me at that wall. You need me on that wall. I agree. 44 minutes past the hour. Yeah, here's the deal. You got an honest guy asking honest questions. Oh, can't have that. This is Atlantic City, you know. We can't have that. This guy's got to go. The sad thing is there is absolute buyer's remorse. The votes would not even be there. They were barely there uh, when this all went down. They would. This would not happen at the current time. That was the last moment that Marty Small uh, could browbeat people into doing bad things like this. It never, it never could happen at this time because he—he's the last guy that's going to know it. But his level of support is so low; it's—it's it's unbelievable. And a very well placed city hall source sent to me, impeccable source that we will protect, said that the person who's been hired by the Atlantic City Municipal Utilities Authority that. The job that she used to have at the city was funded by the CRDA. See, I was unaware of that. I knew it was like a special events job of some kind, but I was unaware of that it was not city funded. It was funded by the CRDA. They are no longer funding the position, so the position uh, had to go. So, so of course, this is somebody with relatives or former relative, tremendous power, and boom, you know, there you go, 140000 How do you do? And which I would have no problem with if the person had that um, water license that Devlin has talked about in the past. If you go go to the archives or just just do a search and put Harry Hurley, John Devlin, Atlantic City MUA, I, I, I think I've written like four or five 
definitive articles about things that have been going on. This is just continuing with it. 140000 a year, you ought to get some credentials with that in any normal scenario. We'll be back with John Devlin right after this. Don't go away. Summertime at the Jersey Shore. The glitz and glamour of Atlantic City's casinos. Jersey's best pizza on the Ocean City Boardwalk. Great rides in Wildwood. And miles and miles of bumper-to-bumper traffic. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 wants to keep you moving with expanded summertime traffic updates. Friday afternoon through your ride back Sunday evening. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's talk station. Your radio home for the Atlantic City Air Show. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 51 minutes past the hour. Hey, John, why do you suppose those just joining us, John Devlin, the immediate past chairman i was going to call him president chairman of the atlantic city municipal utilities authority ousted in a uh lowbrow marty small political coup really a disgusting uh unjust act but then again consider the source so what is it about why the state sanctions this stuff because this doesn't happen without state approval john they're they're you know they're under scrutiny um, you know, only state I can speak to was this Felipe Gonzalez, who uh, seemed to be, you know, friends with Armstrong and friends with uh, Mr. Jacobs over there. Uh, I don't know. I think it was just a big uh, family affair. Um, it behooves me to, you know, to, to know in the house. By, by the way, you, you almost I know it wasn't a slip, but it almost sounds like a slip. Friendly with Mr. Jacobs over there. What does Mr. Jacobs have to do? Does he hold a position with the MUA? Absolutely not. He's just a political. Uh... But I mean, you saw how you threw you threw him out like like the kingmaker. Uh, he's very powerful, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. He's been around for a long time. You know, he's been around the school district. I think you said it earlier. Yeah. He's the housing authority, the city, uh, the MUA. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you can't talk about the MUA or any entity in the city without hearing his name. So I, I use his name regularly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just I just picked on that because it just flowed like like running water at the uh, Atlantic City Municipal Utilities Authority. What are some of the licenses, if, if our, our listeners and readers go to the past items that I've published, it's all in there, but what are some of these licenses that should be in-house that you're having, well, I say you like you're still there, that they have to go outside and pay like $300,000 a year for what they should already have on the inside because they're paying big salaries, Yes. So, and also, I think you covered it in one of your articles too. You had the plant manager just shuffled out of out of his job. Um, he carried a level four license. You had two different sides of water. You have production, and you have distribution, and both carry up to level four licenses. And unfortunately, I don't think right now anybody in that whole MUA carries a level four. Um, you how, know, how much in all- salaries? If you remember, I know you've been out for a little while, but how much in salaries are there at the Atlantic City Municipal Utilities Authority? 
I, I can't specifically say it's in the millions, tens of millions. All right. So it's in the millions, possibly the tens of millions. And out of the millions or the tens of millions, there may not be a single person with that number four license. That's correct. So somebody, uh, I mean, I'm just an old executive at heart. Somebody should be fired by 10 o'clock this morning, if not sooner, because how is that even allowed to exist? Uh, It's become a hiring hall for Marty Smalls and his friends and family. And, uh, you know, this guy Armstrong, who's, by the way, a frivolous, lying, um, suspended lawyer, um, is, is part of the hypocrisy. So, uh, you know, you've got a band of characters here that are, that are in control of our water, basically, you know, in control of one of our utilities. It's a scary thought, Harry. And, you know, when guys like me and others stand up and say, hey, this is wrong, we shouldn't be doing it that way, then you're, you know, you're ousted, frivolously ousted uh, from that position. And I just want to touch on something you said earlier. That vote would have never went down. I was the number one priority of this administration, of the small administration. My number one priority, the first order of business, was to get John Devlin. It was almost like, get the Hoffa guy. Get John Devlin out. That was his number one. I don't think that vote would ever hold water right now. He's burned so many bridges, I don't think that that vote would go down like it did. I really don't. Well, that's what I said a moment ago. I, I agree with you completely. I, I happen to know it wouldn't uh it wouldn't happen, uh, but it did at that time, which is was wrong, and we were very vocal about how wrong I thought that it was. Uh, obviously, Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver uh, sanctions a lot of this Marty Small nonsense. Um, actually, it was Sheila Oliver that um, recommended that uh, Marty Small go to lunch with Danny Levinson uh, because she, she's picking up on the fact that he's extremely unpopular that he's burning a whole lot of people uh, and he doesn't even speak. I mean, imagine they're under state control and Marty Small doesn't speak to the state senator that, you know, that's never existed. The mayor of Atlantic City and the state senator, whether it was uh, Farley, uh, McGann, Persky, Gormley, uh, McCullough, Whalen, you know, you always you have to have a rapport with the state senator from the second district. Marty Small doesn't speak to Vince Palestina. That that's diseased. That's sick. So Oliver said, "Hey, you know, look, you, you, you can't be you can't be this rogue, renegade, gangster mayor. You know, you go to lunch. Let it be seen. Let there be a photograph of it. Let it get out. You know that you're not some animal." that you can't work with anybody. And so you get this story done. Hey, I, I can work well with Marty. I'm Danny and, and then, uh, you know, vice versa and all this. So that's how bad it's going for him. They had to rig some luncheon, break bread to make something look like it's not. It's pretty bad. Well, you know what it is, Harry? It's, it's a John Demo, Devlin effect. I think you have the state senator coming into town, questioning, asking questions, voicing his opinion and what does marty do what does this mayor do he goes into his the mode his little de- child defense mode and he stops talking to you and then he you know, he he takes yeah, he went into his fish heads uh mode fish heads you know it's like niedermeyer dead you know he had to shut down that business why was that necessary 
Yeah, he, he's uh, – fortunately, I, I, I just believe that there's a really good chance that this whole change of government thing can happen. Keep the same format. Take much of the politics out of it. Make it nonpartisan. Make it happen in May. And then somebody like Marty can't win. He's, he's done at that point. That's where I see it going. Yeah. We're, we're John, we're down to 30. I, I, we're down to 30 seconds. Give us a closing comment on what kind of shape this MUA is in in Atlantic City, in your estimation. Well, I think where we're at right now is you, it's being led by inexperienced uh, individuals and continually fed inexperienced individuals, as we see um, moving forward. How expensive do you think the the potential litigation, ultimate litigation of Devlin and also Fred Bohr, uh, who has filed a, a tort claim notice? This could be very expensive, couldn't it? It's going to be very expensive. It's going to cost them one way or another. And I don't think it stops there. I don't think it stops at the Fred Boer, the John Devlins. I think there's other people. They're frustrated. And to, uh, John, know. to be continued, we're at halftime. Don Hurley joins us next. Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's five minutes past the hour, so we're going to sneak probably about a half an extra half a minute this hour. We'll take it. Uh, a required mental health break on the Hurley in the Morning program begins right here, right now. If you were there yesterday, you heard it. If not, the podcast will be up later today because right now if you go to the Hurley in the Morning podcast, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are there. Uh, Wednesdays got uploaded yesterday. And uh, hopefully today we will have yesterday's uploaded. Then you, it's available for you to download and it will be there on demand because we had, we had a command performance from 935 until 1006 with John Cafferty of John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown band fame. And it was just a delight. What a what a humble, kind, good guy. And if you didn't hear the interview, we're going to cover some of the um, the uh, great appearances that John Cafferty and, and the band are going to be making in Atlantic City in Summer's Point. Some really iconic stuff is going to be going on. So let's, hey, Don, let's start there. Don Hurley is here, our, the, the longtime host of various musical programs, uh, both on uh, – Internet radio, also on terrestrial radio, both on the AM and FM band. Uh, he's done a great job for many, many years. And he knows, he actually knows, that's the first time I've ever spoken with John Cafferty. Don actually knows him and has uh, been with him on a bunch of occasions. This is really exciting, isn't it, Don? It really is, Harry. And it was such a, I tell you, such a, a great pleasure to interview with you and, and John yesterday. He's just a, a remarkable guy. He just said he's a great talent you know i always hear people compare him to springsteen but i've I've always liked him better i I like his stuff better his his guitar play his band they're just phenomenal and uh 
if all works out well, we're going to have a special guest with us in this second half hour. And I'll talk about that a little more in just a bit, Harry. But uh, it, it was just great. And, there, you know, the people in this region live shows and they've saved the best for last. And that is uh, John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. Three shows, Harry. Three chances to see them beginning Wednesday, August 31st. And that's uh, the Mardi Gras and AC, Harry Carmen and Nancy Murata, the really great show people in this area do more with live entertainment than anybody uh, with the CRDA and all their great sponsors in Atlantic city. Uh, that'll be the first show Wednesday, August 31st at seven o'clock right at Kennedy Plaza, Harry. It's beautiful right there in that amphitheater right across from convention hall. And uh, you, you'd be able to see one of the best bands, one of the best live bands you'll ever see. Uh, and that's Wednesday, August 31st at 7 PM. Then Friday, September 2nd is the ongoing summer beach concert series Tony Mart presents in Summers Point right on Bay Avenue and that's Friday September 2nd it's going to be an early start at 6 30 p.m. with John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band again and then following they're going to do a full show Harry and they're going to start early so they can be whisked off to Hard Rock Casino where they will then perform with Sly Stallone and Frank Stallone Frank the you know the brother of Sly that been very musically involved his whole career and certainly brother of, of Sly Stallone, but just a great talent, Frank Stallone. They'll be doing a reality series, Harry, that's going to kick off in Atlantic City and with their special guest, John Cafferty, and the Beaver Brown Band again. So check Ticketmaster for Hard Rock. That's Friday, September 2nd, following the Summer's Point show at 9 o'clock p.m. So they, they've got a busy few days in Atlantic City, Harry, and the region. Very, very exciting. So from... Bob Rose in Ocean City at the at the uh, Ocean City Music Pier and the incredible concert lineup that they've had this summer to Carmen Murata in Summers Point, Carmen Murata in Atlantic City, not even mentioning the um, the casino entertainment policy, which has also been been exceptional. And, of course, uh, all the country beach concerts and things that that have taken place. This I mentioned to you about a week ago. I guess it was exactly a week ago today that I think this is the most active summer season of music in Atlantic City, the Atlantic City area history, and you did not disagree. Oh, no, it's been really great, Harry, and especially, you know, coming off a few years of the pandemic when everything was just so stifled and shut down. It was really just so satisfying to see everybody out having a good time again, you know. And, and these shows, you know what's so great about what Carmen and Nancy Murata do? These shows outside, they're so great, Harry. You know, you, you're out in the fresh air. You don't have all those, you know, COVID concerns that people have being packed indoors. But, uh, you know, free concerts, Harry, twice a week. And yeah. in fact, it's uh, three times a week because they've been doing a great series every Thursday night, which they did again last night at the old, it's the old Bayshore site, Harry. You would remember right across uh, from where Tony March used to be on Bay Avenue, the outdoor club there, and I'm drawing a blank right now, think of it, uh, for several years now, uh, they have an outdoor club, Harry. I mean, it, and it's done very well. They've been oh, yeah. running it through Halloween, believe it or not, because it's been so mild in October. And uh, they're doing a country series every Thursday night. So another free concert. So three nights a week. I, Harry, I always say to Carmen, I don't know how they do it. They're booking, you know, 30 or 40 shows in a season it's just remarkable the work they're doing and i hope people you know take take advantage of it you know uh great entertainment for free uh world-class harry all summer long i mean i could run a list 
it would blow people's minds. Gary U.S. Bonds, we were just talking about it with John Cafferty, how much he idolized Gary U.S. Bonds, one of the pioneers of rock and roll, still performing at a high level at age 83, was here twice in yeah. both Atlantic City and Summers Point with, with Carmen and Nancy Murata and all the good folks, you know, that, that put those shows together. And the other thing that's been very, very fortunate is there's just been no rain at all. I, I'm not aware of, has even one concert been rained out? I don't think so. No. I don't think, not, not one. No. It's just extra, extraordinary. So, yeah, definitely. Not that you want to drought or anything, but no. it's been, you know, very, very gratuitous. Without a doubt. So if you had to pick, let's go through some of it. It might be hard to pick just one. Uh, but let's start with one. What's your favorite act? Doesn't matter if it's Ocean City, Summers Point, or Atlantic City, wherever. What's your favorite show of summer 2022? Boy, that is that is tough because, man, there have been so many. I mean, Gary U.S. Bonds is a high, high water mark. What, what if I threw out the Bacon Brothers to you? Are they at or near the top of your list? No, oh, they're certainly at the top. And I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, and I'll pick another one before you tell me that. Uh, that show with Jason Chef has to be at or near the top. Yeah, that's that's fabulous. I mean, that, you're talking about several Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, yeah. Todd Rundgren, Denny Lane, yeah. Christopher Cross. That was an all-star band. That really yeah, Mar Margie brought us, as you know, uh, bought us two beautiful seats, two of the best seats in the house, uh, purchased by the incomparable Margie Hurley. And didn't I tell you offline, I said something, my job or something always gets in the way. And, of course, after avoiding COVID-19 for 806 days, smack right before the uh, the Bacon Brothers. Oh, no, wait a minute. Uh, I had tickets to Jason Chef is what I meant to say. The And I forget, there was a theme. It was uh, like a Beatles theme. And yeah, had a, what was the name of that uh, tour? It was the uh, 50 years ago tour with the, right. the Beatles tour, however, they, right. they looked at the revolver and, and such. Yeah. So I knew I was going to get gypped. And of course, uh, I forget <laughs> some we gave them to someone that was very happy. Right. <laughs> Oh yeah, two two fine folks. Harry enjoyed those seats, and uh, and it was. Let me just tell you, Harry, I never saw that show. There were hundreds of people lined up the boardwalk trying to get a ticket that night to the show. There, that weren't going to happen. It was completely sold out. And you know where you that's that, you know that's a show worthy of Ringo Starr's all star oh, band. They of were course. so great. That's why I brought them up. That maybe they're at or near the top of your. Um, your rating system for 2022 because i mean it, it was just huge so much so that i wanted to go and i was going to go on a work night which would have meant a couple hours sleep by the time we got home i don't go to as many as you go to but i've been to exactly one concert in two and a half years and that concert was phenomenal mark martell and the queen ultimate celebration i mean it was it was such a joy and they did such a great show. That's the only concert that I've been to in two and a half years. Yeah, it's a shame too. You know, Harry, they came back. It's really strange. I usually, I usually follow everything, but they, I didn't see any advertising for it. But they, they came back and, and sold out Ocean in that beautiful theater. Uh, probably one of the nicest theaters. Uh, well, probably the nicest theater in Atlantic City. Uh, by the way, I've never heard of something that was. It was a sellout. I, I heard. And obviously, you know, sellout means well attended. But to not hear about it until after the fact blew my mind. I can't believe that they actually had a show scheduled. They must have marketed it somehow. 
uh, because a lot of people went. I didn't know anything about it until it was over. Yeah, we just missed it. Now, here's a, here's a great show, and, and they're almost done the tour. And I don't think they're going to be in this region uh, for the remainder. But this Happy Together tour, Harry, which started, it started, uh, I guess, almost 50 years ago. Do me a favor. You do this. You do this. You understand what i got to do. I've got to go to the break. It's uh, 16 minutes past the hour. We'll come back to that uh, comment and that tour in just a few minutes. With Don, I am his two-minute older identical twin brother early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 fm and 1450 a.m we're investing when you need to know it's wpg talk radio 95.5 we continue at 21 minutes past the hour don in case our guest is going to be available and it's a it's a game time decision i won't get to ask this important question that i want to pose to you but i want to give you an opportunity first uh, to uh, share what you were about to go into the Happy Together tour. Oh yeah, and our guests will be ready, Harry, right at eight thirty. So Beautiful. we're we're good to go there. So, but yeah, this Happy so, Together. So tour. by the way, let, let's let's tease that. Let's tease that. Uh, I don't hear anybody uh, argue with me when I say this. I've heard you say it, Michael Tunes and Tunes. Even that's in his name. It's so cool. Uh, is the greatest saxophone player in America? Correct. Yeah, maybe the world. You know, uh, he, he's so great. The, the greatest rock and roll saxophonist for sure. And, you know, when you got people saying, you know, Clarence Clements was good, but you got to hear this guy, uh, just a, and, and, and a beautiful human being more, more than anything. Just one of the most beautiful people I've ever met. And that really goes for that whole band. John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, they're just beautiful people, Harry. They're hardworking, you know, kind of the ones, you know, that it was never an overnight success story. You know, they're, they're great stories when people work as hard as they did. You know, imagine like working for 10 years solid, you know, in bars where, you know, you're better than every place you're playing, you know, yeah. with, with all modesty. Remember when, uh, it, and I want people to listen to the podcast when Chris uploads it, the um, John Cafferty saying, we were a bar band. I mean, he just is so humble. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a world class, you know. Uh, bar barman i mean it's just an incredible group of people and gary gramolini one of the best guitar players you ever see anywhere uh these guys they're they're you know the original guys still in the band and uh and they got a greatest hits album coming yeah. out. we're going to talk about that too with tunes and tunes has written a new book and we're going to get the chance finally to talk about him with that live on the air oh, this his is new be great. book on uh so we'll so we'll have tunes at eight thirty five. Let me let you finish with the Happy Together tour, and then I have a definitive question for you. It's it's I think really important what I'm going to bring up, but uh, please continue. Well, yeah, this this Happy Together tour it, it originated about almost fifty years ago when the Monkees were celebrating their twenty fifth anniversary. You know, MTV had hit really big, Harry, as everybody knows, and it changed everything. And so the Monkees were resurrected on MTV for a new generation. And they did this tour that started out very small, and then it became huge stadiums they were selling out with Gary Puckett, uh, the grassroots, uh, all these staples, Harry, from, you know, the 60s. And uh, now it goes on still with Gary Puckett, who is, when when you see this this tour, uh, Gary Puckett, almost at age 80 this September, he'll be 80, 
playing at such a high level, singing still great with that powerful voice of his. You have the Cal Sills, Harry, who we'll talk about later. Uh, they're coming back to uh, our region also on Friday, September 9th with Carmen and Nancy Murad and everybody with the Summers Point Beach Concert Series. So the Cal Sills, Harry, as good as anyone out there still, they, they, they steal like John Cafferty and his band. They steal the show wherever they go. And here's a chance to see a whole show with just them, which doesn't happen a whole lot. You know, they oftentimes now happen with big reviews and like this Happy Together tour, you know, that's still going strong. And unfortunately, it's left this area, but going to go through the Midwest until uh, the Cowsills get here in early September. All right. So we have five minutes. I want to really make this count because we, we could do a whole show on what I'm about to bring up. For everybody listening, every chance you get to see, for example, Chicago, to see Paul McCartney, who's now 80. We're not going to see, I don't believe, Tony Bennett perform ever again. Uh, We are literally in the process of being very close to not being able to see these folks perform anymore that are of like the baby boomer era, if you will, uh, the, the groups that we grew up with. I mean, for example, how long... Can Chicago keep playing? You know, I mean, so what is your comment to that? There are all these icons. Toons is he's 80, right? Yes. Everybody, everybody's 80. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, And it's proof that the music does keep you young. There's something about that. Musicians, conductors. I mean, it's there's no no joke here about that. But what is your comment about that? I mean, all of these incredible legends it, this can't go on for very much longer, can it? Well, you know, my comment is always, and I've kind of always lived by this, go see the show because you never really know, Harry. You just don't know how long someone's going to play and what's going to happen in life and treat yourself, enjoy enjoy your lives. You know, I, so I've always said go to the show, you know, make the effort because it all works together. You know, it's a, it's a great synergy, great promoters put together this and people have to support it. You got to buy tickets, and 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 what we're talking about today, these are all free shows. So yeah. a lot of good people have done all the work to bring it to us. So the least I always say we can do is to go enjoy it. You know, make sure people know it's it's appreciated, and you know, and entertainment. I think more than ever, Harry, it, it's so it's so important in this crazy world we're in. You know, the, these moments you get to put this madness on the side, and and that's the one great thing about music. You know, sports also can do that bring people together you know you just everything gets checked in you know you know remember we used to go to the the minor league pro baseball excuse me harry stadium and everyone checked in their politics their opinions everything it was just great entertainment yeah and it's the same with music enjoy enjoy your lives now you take chicago for example they had a number one hit in the 60s and a number one hit in the set and usually multiple but at least one number one hit 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I believe that next decade was called the aughts. I never liked it, but I think that's what it was called. I don't know what the decade 2010 until 2020 is called. I mean, uh, teens, I don't know what it's called, uh, but that decade too. And now in the 20s. So if I did my math real quick in my head, that Chicago, the band, has had a number one hit in seven consecutive decades. That's never been done, has it? No, no, it has not. It's crazy. It's just amazing. And my 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 good buddy Neil Donnell brought him across the finish line again with a just a beautiful song that he penned. And uh, so they keep the streak alive. It's just a, it's amazing. And, and you know, 
we've had them on the show a lot, Harry, these guys that still Robert Lamb and Lee Lochnane and, and Jimmy Panko, still, you know, the original founding members still out there playing at high levels, you know, and uh, they just, they love it, Harry. And I guess, you know, when you, you, you look at these guys like Toons, who we're going to talk with in a minute, he he's 80, but he looks like he's in his 50s, Harry. It, it's just phenomenal. So there's something about the music. I think there's something about being active and you never stop. Keep moving. I, I, I will put, and, and he'll be with us, as you mentioned, right after the break, which we're going to go to in about a minute. I would put Michael, the great Michael Toons and Toons in terms of, see, that's why there's biological and there's chronological age. If you saw him, you would I, – I don't think you'd ever say beyond like early 60s or something like that. You'd never would say, oh, you know, all right, you ask me how old you think I am, uh, 75, 80-ish. No, you wouldn't say that. So that's where everything I've always believed, the music keeps the musicians who love it, it keeps them young, doesn't it? Oh, no doubt. And, and as you heard John Cafferty say yesterday, tunes – He's a force of nature. He's just, you know, that, that he's off the chart. I mean, and wait till people see him playing now. You know, he's coming off that mouth injury that, that put him on the sidelines for like, more than a year, Harry. We'll probably talk about that, you know, what it's like for Toons out there playing again. But he pretty much made his debut back here again a few months ago when Carmen and Nancy Murata started the uh, the early celebration of 40 years of Eddie and the Cruisers. And we'll talk about that. In just a few minutes, too. But, yeah, he, he's playing better than ever. And I just talked with him yesterday. He's feeling well. And three chances to see these guys. You know, you definitely want to, you know, see one. I'm going to do the trifecta, I believe. But <laughs> you want to see one of those shows. I'm not surprised. All right, let's get the break in. It's exactly 30 minutes past the hour. When we come back, we'll return with Brother Don and the great Michael Tunes and Tunes. And I, I don't think there's any question about it. And nobody has ever... Uh, debated me when I've said it, the greatest rock and roll saxophonist in at least American history. Don, Don will say in the world. And I'm not qualified, you know, to, to say the world, but I, I'm willing to give tunes the nation. That's no small compliment. Uh, and, and by the way, talent that's beyond comprehension, but even a more beautiful person, kind, humble, decent good friend very very special you'll hear it when we bring tunes on with don in just a couple of moments i am hurley in the morning we'll be right back powered by the all-new bet parks new jersey casino and sportsbook app betparks.com this is the town square new jersey info and weather network and this is harry hurley with three stories you can follow right now on the wpg talk radio 95.5 app the former Atlantic City Municipal Utilities Authority chairman just dropped the gauntlet on a hire that they just did at $140,000 plus fringe benefits. Streaming versus broadcast and cable television. We are living history. Viewing habits are changing. For the first time ever, more people are watching on stream op options versus broadcast or cable. And look at my article on Will Robinson, Bill Moomy. 
From the Townsport, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Heating up even more today, but it's not dangerous heat or extreme heat. It's just August. High temperature for South Jersey, 89 inland. Closer to 80 at the beaches. Low risk of rip currents reported for today. Morning sun, then increasing clouds this afternoon. Becoming mostly cloudy tonight, low of 68. Could be a sprinkle tomorrow morning, then partly sunny for the rest of your Saturday, high of 85. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean. Welcome back. 38 minutes past the hour. Uh, This would be indeed my privilege to do this introduction, but I'm going to turn it over to my identical twin brother, two minutes younger than I, uh, to do the introduction of the great Michael Toons and Toons. Don, the introduction, the floor is yours. Well, let's just welcome everybody, the star of stage, screen, and music, and that would be the great saxophonist. And we're going to talk about the writer because his writing gets left sometimes behind because he's such a great uh, instrumentalist. But uh, Michael Toons and Toons, welcome to Harry's show. I can't wait to talk about your book. It's Book of Tales, Book of Truths, Book of Tunes. Michael Toons and Toons. I like that. Hey, Toons. Good morning, guys. Hey. Good morning. Good to hear oh, you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I'm going to be seeing you guys soon. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Oh, very soon. We were just talking yeah. about it, Tunes. You're going to be in for three really big shows uh, in a couple of days. Yeah. And we'll see you beginning August 31st in Atlantic City, right on the boardwalk. Yeah, that boardwalk series is always fun because it, so many people come that they're visiting other than just the people that live there, and they come from all over for that, and that goes on all summer. It's always fun to do that one. Tunes, oh, Tunes I, I mentioned something earlier about the the life of a musician when you do what you absolutely love to do, because there are many people, the majority of Americans hate their job. It's terrible, because I couldn't imagine doing something that I didn't love, uh, and, and yet we have about probably three-quarters of America – not only strongly dislikes, but actually hates their job. But I've never heard a musician ever say that they hate their job. In fact, they love it. They love the music. They love playing. They love the interchange with the fans, the energy that you draw and so on. We were just regaling during the uh, the break, my wife and I, and I mentioned it to Don, that this was probably 25 or more years ago on the beach in Connecticut, uh, my entire family and my then three young children, who are now 40, uh, 37, and almost 34, uh, or 39, 36, and 33, they're all going on to the next number. Uh, But this was long, long ago when they were kids. And we all watched John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, of course, the great Michael Toons and Toons on the saxophone on the beach in Connecticut. And we remember these things 25 and 30 years later, and you're still playing and playing great. So I mentioned that I believe that when you love what you what you do, it keeps you young, doesn't it, Tunes? It definitely does. You know, uh, a lot of people don't realize that just like when you're happy and you're laughing and stuff, there's endorphins that get that go into your bloodstream, which are super beneficial to longevity. 
you know yourself, if you're happy about doing something, there's nothing that's going to stop you. You just go. Yeah. But if you get caught up in, in, uh, in it's people make a choice to do whatever it is they do, and some of the choices work against them. And it, what it does, it eats them up, and they lose their energy. They lose their drive. And if you're only going to find a job that's going to pay you X amount of dollars so you can have this and have that and everything else, but you don't have your life, what good is that? Yeah. yeah I, to me, it would be very superficial. Yeah, and I think you're 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 a perfect example of someone. I can't believe I, I needed my twin brother to, to remind me that you're either going to be or you are 80 years young. And it's just I know you and I, I, I can't I can't believe it. So it, it proves my point that the music does keep the performer young. Look at McCartney up there. The guy doesn't take a drink of water in like two and a half hours. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. Plays 40 some songs, doesn't stop. 80 years old. It's it's remarkable. So age is a number. There are 80 year olds that are like 40 and there are 40 year olds that, you know, that are falling apart. So it's biological and chronological in nature. And your vocation brings you just such joy that all the things you mentioned, I agree with completely. Don, uh, you get the next comment. Yeah, and Harry, we got a reminder, but I think we were like on top of each other, but Toons is 82 years old. I was wrong. 82. Oh, my, oh my so let's God. Get that straight. Oh, my God. So it's even better. Yeah. It's even better. But, Harry, yeah. I got to ask Toons. <laughs> Toons, wow. here we are. Yeah. Here we are at 40, 40 years of Eddie and the Cruisers now, which is just uh, unbelievable to even believe. Amazing. But, uh, 40 years. Yeah, and, and you're the guy that sort of bridges the whole thing. You're in the music. You're with the original band that created the soundtrack, and you're also one of the stars of the movie. So you bridge the whole thing, the Eddie and the Cruisers universe. You know, what's what's the whole thing meant to you, Tunes? Uh, it was uh, a privilege to be able to, and, and an honor to be asked, you know, my, Marty Davidson and his sister, Arlene Davidson, who wrote, uh, who I met in New York City, who had written the script for this, and... Um, to be when you see me on on the screen playing, I'm actually playing what you're hearing because, like you said, it's me and the band that's doing the music. <clears throat> so it gave the film a, a, a particular kind of soul, and I mean a spirit thing that I was the guy that's in the band and the guy that's on the screen, and that audio, that sound, just like you just said, being on the beach. 40 years ago, you yeah. can still remember that. The, the, the power of music and how it is transported through time and space and uh, for longevity, it, it shows like with Eddie and the Cruiser movie becoming a cult movie in the best sense you can think of a cult. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I'm in. I'm in. I'm I'm a card carrying member. I love it. Let's get our last break in right now. So when we come back, we'll have nine minutes uninterrupted with Michael Tunes and Tunes of the um, the noted John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. What a, what a privilege, actually. With Don, we interviewed John Cafferty yesterday, and now Michael Tunes and Tunes today. And uh, pinch me. It's it's not a dream. With Tunes and Don, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM.
your radio home for the Atlantic City Air Show. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Our live coverage begins this Wednesday, 6 a.m., and we have a five-hour star-studded one guest after the other in 30-minute long-form interviews. It's going to be great, 6 o'clock hour with uh, the president of Stockton University uh, for the whole 6 o'clock hour, Harvey Kesselman. Uh, but then it will be 30-minute interviews, one after the other. It will be fast-moving, so much good content beginning this Wednesday. Our, we have nine minutes with the great Michael Tunes and Tunes. Let's make it count. Don, time is yours. Hey, Harry, we got to uh, bring to people's attention. You know, Tunes has waited 82 years to become a published author. With everything he's done in his life with entertainment and music, he's now a published author. And it's the Book of Tales, Book of Truths, Book of Tunes by Michael Tunes and Tunes. Hey, Tunes, let's talk about it. Your new book. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Um, And so uh, myself, people coming into me here and there, uh, over 200 of them. And uh, and it's on available online. Uh, I believe I sent you the uh, the website tunesbookofpoems dot com. And uh, so I'm, I'm asking everyone that there's another side of me that they don't know. Uh, and the, the stories that I've written, the poems and uh, spiritual, they're motivational, inspirational. Uh, some are funny, some are factual. And so much stupid because I, I just you know, and it makes you laugh. And uh, and uh, I want to, you know, like in the dedication page, I I dedicated this book to my brothers, my sons and daughters, my grandchildren, my great grandchildren, and also my great great grandchild, and my nieces and nephews too, you know. And uh, I spent a, a special thank you to all the loyal fans who have supported not only me. Because my career started uh, uh, record-wise back in 1961, and but I've been playing since I was 13, and uh, up until presently, you know, with Beaver, John Caffey Beaver Brown for over 45 years now, 46 years I think. And uh, yeah. I also like to thank uh, uh, Sandy Madara. She she helped me put this book together, and uh, I call her the publisher because I'm self-published and. Um, and then there's an author, Maureen uh, M.J. Banks, for her. She had some nice ideas and support, and uh, she's got a few books out herself, uh, and she's been kind of successful. And um, uh, this girl, Phyllis Mose, for graphics, you know, when you see the front cover and the back cover, she had done that for me. But the, the B.O.T., the Book of Tones, to me, was a, it, it's a trilogy. You know, you think of things and trilogy, and as we know in most religions, and uh, it's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and that kind of thing. And uh, sure, Trinity. And in uh, uh, us as a human being, it's the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. You know, uh, that's like when I sign my on uh, an autograph, people. You know, first they just say, oh, Tune, thank you. And I sign it. You know, I said, then I explained to them, I said, no, that's me, Tune. And then there's a saxophone. And out of the saxophone comes the three notes of life, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and then the ascending order. And you try to keep it and balance it, keep them straight. So eventually you hope it brings harmony in your life. And that's what explains, you know, my autograph. 
Tunes, I'm on the website right now. Tunes, T-U-N-E-S, Tunes, just as it sounds, tunesbookofpoems.com. And I, I love your autograph. It's It's got such a flair. And then when you break it down and explain, uh, it's awesome. If you go on tunesbookofpoems.com, do you, does the book come autographed? No, I'll autograph them. I didn't want to do that because I thought that would be very impersonal. Okay. And so uh, as I run into people here and there and stuff, I will autograph them. I, I do that at the shows. Yeah. And I just didn't want to put a stamp on it because that's not me. Gotcha. Yeah, I know how humble you are, but I, I saw it with the with the autograph on it, so I wasn't sure if that and the art that you talked about. I mean, this is like a cross of like Rockwell and um, uh, Leroy Neiman. I mean, it's such a beautiful interpretation, uh, and you are bearing down. I mean, blow, daddy, blow. I mean, this is really this is a great cover. You see the the portrait on the bottom. Yes, I'm looking at it. Is that yeah that um, was done by an uh, a artist here on the Cape, Wendy Smith, and John and I at the time we were out in uh, San Diego doing uh, for the Blue Angels their big charity for wounded warriors, and she took that a, a photo of me and she painted up this picture that you see there yeah. that's like incredible. It's beautiful, and that portrait. It won two first place awards in a Florida art show. Yeah, that's what I was talking and, about. It has this look of both Rockwell and and Leroy Neiman, like, like had a baby. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's beautiful. And that, <laughs> that the top one on the left is more of a caricature one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, and I, that, how they did it exactly is kind of hard to explain, but. Uh, like I said, the the other one, the pastel, that one was, uh, I took it back. Uh, the fellow, They took it to uh, Blue Angels at Bet, and they auctioned it off. That went for $3,000. Wow. And that money went to the Blue Angels. Oh, that's and the fa- the fellow who bought it, Ben Russett, who's from uh, Ohio, who bought it, he came and we autographed it, Wendy and I. And then he took two steps away, and I still find it very emotional and get goosebumps. He said, Tunes, I want you to have this. And he gave, and it's here at my house. Oh, that's, that's he, he bought it beautiful. And, and so I, when we got back, I told Smitty, uh, that's Wendy's husband, I said, I can't keep this. I said, what if we take it back and we give it back to the Blue Angels let them re-auction it ah. and start at what Ben Russell paid, $3,000, and the bidding starts at 3000 I said, maybe, maybe one day it'll reach a million dollars for our wounded men and women in the military. That, to, to be able to re-auction it again is so beautiful. We're down to one minute. The music's playing. Don, you have a minute. Uh, use it as you will. Well, I just want to thank Tunes for being with us, Harry. He's always a joy. Uh, come see these guys Wednesday, August 31st. It's just a couple of weeks from now, not even, uh, on the Boardwalk in Atlantic City free concert right at Kennedy Plaza. You'll see John Cafferty and Bieber Brown. Then that following Friday, September 2nd, right on the beach for another free concert in Summers Point. 
just stone's throw from Tony Martz, the famed club, one of the greatest rock and roll clubs in the history of the world. And then, of course, they're going to be whisked off Friday, September 2nd for a 9 o'clock hit with Frank and Sly Stallone at the Hard Rock uh, Casino in Atlantic City. Check Ticketmaster for that. So, Tunes, thanks so much for your friendship, for being with us. We can't wait to see you again soon. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome, guys. And a, a shout-out to Carmen and Nancy. I love you guys and see you soon. Thanks, and Harry, you, you and Don, you've got a great platform here to address. WPTG Atlantic City, no, WENJHD3, Millville, Town Square Media. Thanks, thank you, Tim. When we come back, Joe Lupo. Starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour and welcome back to the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, all because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. Now, for the past seven weeks, on Friday mornings in the final hour of our broadcast week, we feature newsmakers and shakers and all kinds of people that have been very, very important performers and leaders and all kinds of folks every single Friday in the preview and the run up to the Atlantic City Air Show Thunder Over the Boardwalk, which this will be the 19th annual. It's hard to believe. Wow. The Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show, 19 years in the making. This Wednesday, our live coverage begins at 6 a.m. We have five hours of incredible interviews, all kinds of newsmakers. Uh, it's going to be a blast. It's going to really move fast. And before you know it, the Golden Knights will be coming down with colored smoke pouring out of their ankles. Joining us now, no exception to this um, great program that we've been doing each and every week in the run-up to the air show, Joe Lupo is here. Uh, he is the president, as I think everybody knows, uh, He's the president of Hard Rock Atlantic City. When Hard Rock purchased the Mirage, which is kind of near and dear to me because the Mirage was financed by the property that I worked at for almost a decade. When the Mirage was purchased from MGM by Hard Rock, uh, they picked the perfect guy. He knows the jurisdiction. He's going to do great there. Joe Lupo has been named president of the Mirage. The position is considered one of the highest profile casino leadership positions in the country. I mentioned that Joe is currently the president of Hard Rock's Atlantic City Casino and well known, of course, during his uh, long service at Borgata as well. And there's a nexus here because Borgata was the title sponsor for many, many years. Joe would know exactly how many. And now Meet AC is going to be the title sponsor for at least the next three years. Joe has great knowledge of the Las Vegas gaming jurisdiction as well, having worked at various Boyd gaming properties. And until his new appointment, Joe was also the president of the Casino Association of New Jersey. And now my dear friend Mark Giantonio has succeeded Joe in that position. Joe, welcome to our program. Good morning to you. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate that. Those are uh, very thoughtful comments. Thank good. you. Well, it's good. It's uh, my pleasure. And it's good to, good to talk to you, Joe. And I know this um, is not an accident that you're here. The Atlantic City Air Show has meant a lot to you. I know that because you've been very supportive of it and your your current employer and your previous employer, very, very supportive of the Atlantic City Air Show. What is it about it 
that um, it holds that uh, position with you? Yeah, well, you know, it, it started years ago, as you said, 19 years ago when I was at Borgata, and uh, Borgata was run by Boyd Gaming at that time, and Boyd, with its roots out in Las Vegas, and uh, very familiar with uh, Nellis Air Force Base out there, one of the biggest fighter uh, Air Force bases in the country. That We had a, you know, in Nevada, and like when I was in Tampa as well, there's a big Air Force base down there, and you work really closely with those individuals if you, if you, if you feel... Uh, pertinent to do so, and we obviously did. We wanted to support uh, those who served, and we wanted to support uh, that community. And uh, Mr. Boyd, I'll never forget Mr. Boyd saying, maybe we can make a couple phone calls and help bring that out there. And so I don't want to say we did it by ourselves, not by any means, but Borgata at that time and Boyd Gaming had a real say in trying to talk with the chamber out there. Joe Kelly was was running, I think, the chamber at that time, and now Michael Chait's doing a great job uh, uh, overseeing the chamber, but it was just working together to try and bring another big uh, facet of of the, of, of, of the uh, armed services to here and bring something to the community. And obviously, we were pushing the envelope at Borgata, uh, both Boyd and MGM, new to the market. So we wanted to really push that. And again, our partners at MGM, who own Borgata now in full, they were obviously fully supportive with their roots uh, out in Las Vegas as well with, with Nellis Air Force Base and those relationships. So it was, it's been great. I, I can't be more happy to see that it's grown, uh, over, over 19 years, 400, 500,000 people on the beaches, uh, during the summer months, uh, for the last 19 years. And I'm, I'm really proud to say that I could be a part of it 19 years ago. And here we are, Hard Rock supporting it today and, uh, working with Michael in the chamber. And again, it's obviously been really important since Hard Rock came here a few years ago to be really involved with the community. Our CEO, Jim Allen, who I know you know, and our minority partners, all New Jersey and Atlanta County natives, they really want to uh, have, have, have been a priority to strive to uh, really be involved in the community and to help support this has been really meaningful to us. I love everything you just said, Joe. Joe Lupo is our guest in this segment. We're going to keep him as long as we can, at least the next 10 or 15 minutes or so. And we're talking about the 19th annual Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show. This is, as you know, the, the largest midweek air show in America. You mentioned some of the numbers, Joe. And in, with all the performers that we have the privilege to get to interview in the weeks and the run-up, I love that we do this uh, because it really it jazzes me up. And it just is, I think, great for the community to get to hear. We had the gold team leader from the Golden Knights. We've had numerous performers, both civilian and military. And they all love it. And, Joe, they all mention how incredibly special this Atlantic City air show is because, I mean, look at what we have, that boardwalk, that beach, the ocean. It, it is the ability for so many people to see it. Uh, you, as you know, because you're very savvy about this kind of stuff, many of these air shows, you're, you're at an airport or something. I mean, this is, this is so unique, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, you know, it really gives the, an opportunity for so many, obviously, hundreds and thousands of people to to see and and uh, really kind of uh, touch that that armed services community. And while I know there's other uh, stunt planes and things like that, what's really meaningful to me, uh, you know, my father served in World War II, and to see some some uh, elderly uh, individuals who served in in uh, for our country, and it's easy for them, number one, to spend a couple days here at the Atlantic City uh, Boardwalk at one of the properties, go outside on the boardwalk, and you don't have to go down to the beach. You can, right? There's just so much access here in Atlantic City to be able to see these jets, and you can really see it's a, you know, it's like music 
that we have here at Hard Rock. You, it, it brings you back to a, a very special time and a memory, and uh, it really gives us the opportunity again to recognize those who served. And, and I just can't say, you know, how important that is from our standpoint. Uh, we try and work with veterans all as, as, as frequently as we can, and it's really important to us. But for us, for Atlantic City to be able to do that and recognize and give that opportunity to so many, it, it's just, it's very meaningful. And I think it, it, it's great that we can do it as a city, and, but sometimes there's a few things that are more important than that. But here we have the advantage of, of, of being able to support both the city and those who serve. So I just can't think of a, a more special way to uh, be able to do that. I really love, Joe, that you brought up your dad and my father. We're, we're about the same age. We're contemporaries. And my father also served in World War II. And I'm so mindful of what you just said. That was extremely uh, poignant. That was very special listening to that. Here's the other thing that you're well aware of over the course of 19 years, as this just continues to mature and 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 become just an absolute happening, a spectacle. This isn't just one day, as you know. The practice day is almost the full show. We have people that come in and, and they're renting room nights in your and the other hotels. They're having dinner and other, uh, you know, uh, uh, economies of scale that take place and spendings that, 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 that takes place. This event is a big bonanza for the area, Joe. Yeah, it, it's really great. Uh, those midweek, being able to drive midweek business here to Atlantic City, the, the casinos are, are always full on weekends, but it's really about driving midweek business that can really help uh, facilitate employment, can help facilitate revenues and growth and things like that. And this has just been fantastic to do it, not only on the Wednesday, but you're exactly correct. We're having a nice event on Tuesday night with the Thunderbirds and with some guests because everyone will be here uh, for, for the practice day on Tuesday. So it really facilitates the whole weekend. And you have some people that come in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. some people that come in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And it's, uh, you know, things start to wean down a little bit as August starts to move forward as a lot of people, have, uh, a lot of kids have gone back to school. So parents are back home and they might come down on the weekend ag- again. But this has just been a great, great uh, opportunity for Atlantic City to kind of raise the bar midweek and facilitate those restaurants and cab drivers and smaller hotels and and of course the casinos do well but it's really about the whole city joe i i want to ask you because obviously you're, you're going to be leaving us in in the not too distant future uh and and you're not a stranger to las vegas so this isn't like i mean you know the jurisdiction very very well but what are your thoughts about atlantic city now uh leaving atlantic city to go back to vegas well, I, I I think it's necessary for a couple of things to happen. I think the casinos need uh, to to work together to try and really facilitate dollars being spent uh, through the CANJ and the CRDA and working with the state uh, to get dollars to be spent for the city. I, I think it's truly about the city. While there's been new properties here uh, ourselves in Ocean that opened up a few years ago, there's new reinvestment at the Caesars properties, uh, Borgata uh, doing, doing very well. It's really about Atlantic Avenue, Pacific Avenue, uh, cleanliness, safety, uh, that we see the roads paved, that we see lights on the street, that we see uh, police uh, officers on the street. And we really need to make an effort for that. So I think that should, without question, be the number one priority as we move forward. And, and that's only going to happen, though, if people work together. And we need to collectively work, again, with the city, the state, the CRDA, the CANJ. And I, and I hope there's the, the leadership 
in the city. There's some new leadership coming out of COVID. Things have, uh, you know, changed a lot over the last couple of years, especially with some leadership here in the city. And I just hope, uh, you know, as I depart that Mark is a great guy, really cares about uh, the city. I met Mark Antonio from uh, Resorts. He grew up in, in the city. And so I'm really happy to see him uh, take the role of CNJ president. But I think it's really uh, dependent upon the people. It always usually is. The people make the decisions, the people make the impact, the people provide the resources, and it's going to the people uh, of this Atlantic County, Atlantic City, and at the state level to be able to kind of push this forward, uh, this city forward to, to, to what is needed to be greater steps, because the city's gotten into a, a tough situation with half the number of employees. The city's been flat, uh, basically, from a, a revenue standpoint. There's a lot of online gaming revenue, but even uh, the, there's a big article today, and it really is misrepresentative of how much is online and not being placed here in, in Atlantic City. And we need to put those dollars uh, forward to really help the city. It's true, because when you when people read, oh, my gosh, your old property, Borgata, $124 million, but that's in person, that's Internet wagering, the sports wagering. So uh, and then what people don't consider is that the online and sports betting money is split with partners. So they hear these numbers, but it's not it's 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 deceiving, I believe. Yeah, and it changes the perspective of of those uh, and what their thought is about Atlantic City, it changes the perspective of the political influencers and people from from uh, North North uh, New Jersey, things like that. Because it, it's really a bad headline. Uh, the casino didn't make 124 million. A large part of that's BetMGM, and 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 more power to to BetMGM for making a lot of those dollars. But that's a completely different company. That's a that's not Borgata. And yeah. so uh, Borgata done did, did very well. As did again, I think part of the issue with the casinos is that Borgata is doing well. Uh, Hard Rock Atlantic City, obviously and ocean but a few of the properties that are still here are are still doing less revenue land-based revenue than pre-pandemic and uh you know i think it it's really important that the city puts its foot forward there's again police on the streets helping a safe uh perception and and real real life uh, uh situation to all the visitors that come here because we we're going to have 400,000 people here next next week and yeah. the city should look nice there's the pay the the uh, streets should be paved. The lights should be on. And we need to just make uh, a real better effort that we have over the last five, ten years. Joe, I'm not just saying this to be a friend or to be agreeable, but these are the things we talk about on this program. Everything you've mentioned, and I know Mark talks about this as well, uh, it's so important. The town has to be clean. It has to be safe. If there's not the perception that it's clean and safe, uh, then, you know, where do you go from there? And I agree with you on the lighting because that's a great disinfectant. I mean that in the best way. We're visiting with Joe Lupo. A few more minutes and I know he's got to go. The president of Hard Rock and future president of the Mirage. As Hard Rock purchased the Mirage from MGM, Joe Lupo was immediately named president. And I know, I know you're going to do great things. If you were staying here as one of the presidents of the Atlantic City hotel casino industry i wrote a whole column about this we we have a certain period of time before new york city comes at us and we lost by way of the convenience gambler as you know and and all the not i don't mean you and i don't mean the people in the industry but the pointy-headed analytics people that said we were going to lose a tiny little fraction of the the convenience gambler when philadelphia 
opened up casinos. I came on air. I guess I had the vantage point of having been an executive, but I said they're wrong. I said we're going to get demolished with losing the casino, uh, the convenience gambler, and it's going to be more like 50, 60 or more percent. They had it down in like the low 7 percent, 10 percent. So we got hit real hard with that. We have to do everything that you said prior to New York City opening because people that have always come from there won't have to. What would you say if you were staying relative to dealing with that additional jurisdictional competition? Well, you know, the big advantage we have is our tax jurisdiction, right? So we're in a much lower tax jurisdiction. So we can provide these bigger resorts, bigger amenities, uh, but they're only facilitated and they're only profitable with volumes of people. These are big properties, and and I know you know this property well. It's it's a big, big property, but it only runs well. It only uh, works well when there's volumes of people down here. Otherwise, what you see, and not us, we've taken a different approach towards it, but you've seen a lot of other casinos cut back. And once you cut back, you cut back on service, you cut back on cleanliness, and you need those volumes. So how do you do that? Well, one of the ways to do that is to be able to reinvest through marketing dollars, and we can do that with a favorable tax jurisdiction, but the CRDA needs to spend more money on marketing the, the city. Our marketing dollars are, are well, 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 well below what, what we should be doing, marketing to the New Yorkers and the Philadelphians and uh, North people in North Jersey. We need to spend dollars, and, and the city just isn't doing that to, to, I know you brought up Las Vegas due to my uh, departure, but Las Vegas just has a much better campaign and resources, and they put those dollars forward to drive that business here. If more people come here, there'll be more revenue uh, derived from, from, from those individuals. Then you'll see more growth and more reinvestment and more stability to employ more people. But unfortunately, there, there were 55,000 employees back in 2003 when I came here. Now there's about 22,000 employees, and I'm telling you, that number is going to go down because wages have gone way up and the city, city is still flat yeah. from a gaming revenue standpoint, which really drives the profitability and the, uh, the stability. And so I think uh, you're going to see some more cost cutting, unfortunately, here at Hard Rock Atlantic City. We've said, let's let's make sure that when people walk in the building, they see a noticeable difference. And that's why I think when you do walk in Hard Rock Atlantic City, it's bustling, there's energy, I've got live music 365 days a year, and people have left some other properties to come here, and that's why, again, you're only seeing a few properties up, a few properties still down. But we've really got to market the city, keep it clean. When you bring people in, they want to see they want to see a safe environment and a clean environment. So it's a combination of, of, of a few things. There's no easy switch to help Atlantic City, unfortunately. I agree, and I'm very concerned about the shoulder and the off-season. I think it's going to be rough. I, I really agree with you, what you said, Joe. Uh, I, I, I do as well. It's, it's going to be – it could be a, a tough winter. We are doing very well with convention business, mm-hmm. and that's where, again, that midweek business is really crucial to the Atlantic City market. And that's where the – if you push that convention business, which, again, comes back to the CRDA, uh, being able who oversees that – uh, segment of, of that uh, meet AC here in Atlantic City. But that's what we have lower hotel rates to drive that convention business. We have great restaurants. We have the hotel rooms at a lower rate than Philadelphia and New York. So we've really got to push that envelope to really help, again, uh, Atlantic City become stable. Final question, so I don't overstay my welcome. Uh, with Joe Lupo, tell us about going to the Mirage. Uh, are you excited about the uh, the challenge? 
I'm, I'm, uh, I couldn't be more excited. I was there yesterday. I came back last night. Um, uh, what Jim Allen is going to do on the Las Vegas Strip, uh, will, and I, I don't mean to uh, say this lightly, but what, what the Mirage did in 89 to the Las Vegas Strip, I think Hard Rock Las Vegas will do to the Las Vegas Strip again, changing it. It's going to be an iconic uh, building that he's going to put there in front of the, uh, uh, the current Mirage. Uh, we're going to operate Mirage for uh, a, a period of time until we can finish drawings, finish construction plans, and then Hard Rock Las Vegas will uh, uh, be developed and we'll have a grand opening like you'll never see. And we really believe that we're going to change the Las Vegas Strip and it'll be an, an epic, iconic building. Uh, and, and we're excited about bringing really Hard Rock, seminal Hard Rock. The old Hard Rock that was there before wasn't our property. So, uh, you know, it's 3,000 rooms now. It's going to grow. And I couldn't be more thankful to Jim Allen uh, and the opportunity that the tribe's given me to uh, run the and oversee what will be the biggest project in the country. So I'm excited. Hope to have you out there. It's it's going to be a, a game changer, and I'm excited to uh, take part. Would love to see you there, Joe. And finally, do you know uh, when you leave for good? Or is that fluid, or do you uh, know? <laughs> yeah, my, my last... My last day in, uh, uh, over, uh, as being president of Hard Rock Atlantic City is the 31st, uh, so oh, not too long from now, a couple more weeks. I'll be transitioning out to Las Vegas during September, so I'll be here off and on and traveling uh, to both to Florida and Atlanta, uh, Las Vegas during September. But officially uh, August 31st, and it's, it's been great, uh, Harry, and I can't thank everyone enough, the team members here at Hard Rock Atlantic City, being written, named Forbes number one employer in the state of New Jersey, and it's been a big team effort, and I just it's, it's been a great, great, wonderful experience here in Atlantic City. And give us a closing comment on the air show. Uh, it, it, come on down. It's going to be another great air show. I, I give credit again to the uh, Chamber of Commerce and Michael Chait putting this together. And uh, it's, it's going to be another great amenity to Atlantic City and a great uh, opportunity for us to show up what we can do here and, and a great way, most notably, to honor those who served in the military and to give recognition to, uh, to all those who, who are so meaningful to our country. Joe, you've always been a great operator. It's it's great to know you, and I wish you much success uh, in your next assignment, uh, and I appreciate the opportunity that we had this morning. Thank you, Harry. Thank you, Harry, very much. Take care, Joe. Bye-bye. You got it. We'll be back. That's Joe Lupo. I am early in the morning. It's 28 minutes past the hour. Back in a few. Uh, if there's anything on your mind, I know we dropped a few calls during Open Forum, and we had the interview with John Devlin, so we didn't get the entire hour of open forum that we usually have so i can make it up to you right now we have until six minutes past the top of the hour and that's brian kilmeade time to take your phone calls 609-407-1450 if you'd like to check in uh we'd like to hear from you 609-407-1450 phone lines are open Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. Now, I ran long. I was uh, telling our next caller that's coming on because, you know, first caller comes on first that um, I still have two more breaks to get in. 
I wanted to get as much in with Joe Lupo as possible. I'll tell you what, uh, I hate to see the great operators go. You know, I've known Jim Allen forever. I've known Jim since he was director of purchasing for one property, then the director of purchasing for all of the Trump hotel and casino resorts. His career is absolutely, I mean, just amazing. And he has just done so well. Uh, But losing Joe Lupo out of Atlantic City to Las Vegas, that's a big loss to Atlantic City. You want the operators that know this town, that know all the idiosyncrasies, all the ins and outs, and he gets it. You know, you come in from somewhere else, and it doesn't matter um, in this this comment I'm making with respect to Jim Allen and Hard Rock, because Jim Allen, he's a homeboy. I mean, he's an Atlanta County boy. Uh, so there's never going to be some transplant that that isn't going to understand how Atlantic City ticks, what makes it work. But that's a big loss. It, it's a big gain for the Las Vegas jurisdiction, big loss for Atlantic City because he does know how to do it and he knows how to do it the right way. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us and he's going to co-host the remainder of today's program. A lot of pressure I just put on him. But, but and I do know he has he runs a very big company, so he might at some point he might have to leave before the end of the show. But uh, Craig Tanzola, welcome, and and obviously uh, important for me to note that Formal Dimensions Forever has been the official and exclusive formal wear clothier for the Hurley in the Morning program and for me personally. Good morning, Craig. Well, good morning, and and, and what a great segment. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, that was a primer, like a little tutorial on where we are and where we, you know, are and where we're going and where we need to be. That was good stuff. Oh, it was excellent. And, 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 and Harry, first, before we get started, yeah. um, what I'm going to say to you is, uh, Joe, I hope you're still listening. If not, I'm hoping some of your staff are still listening. But I need you to invite Harry out there now so he can see the Mirage now. And then I want Harry to see what could happen when a jurisdiction really works with a corporation to see how fast that turns around. Did you hear me snap my finger? Oh, I heard it. Oh, no, hey, listen, okay. there's there's no doubt. They're going to bring it. And what I think what's pretty cool is they'll put their hard rock stamp on what they've got, and then they're just going to go over the top with what they're adding. Well, you know, first of all, if you look at the hard rock, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this to you. They, 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 they're planners. And I think that they realized when they were off the strip on Paradise that uh, they really needed to be on the strip to bring it. And uh, with their location, that location is nothing short of amazing, uh, you know, and it's connected and it's got a monorail. So, And the other operator, uh, the Treasure Island beside it, is also a very good operator. By, by the way, as you know, we should have a monorail here, Craig. Can, oh. you, can you believe in the past 40-plus years the amount of dollars – that have flown through and flown out of here and that we didn't address these basic things. Could you imagine having a monorail? You know, my vision from the beginning was a monorail from all the way out the expressway running. It's the, the, the area is there. You run right down the middle, elevated, of course. You have your monorail. You have parking all in there. The ability then to travel the town by monorail because that would take out a place. You got to go through, you know, all kinds of unsavory characters and needles and problems and dirt, dirt 
and a city, local city government that's got its head up its butt. But if you were just above it all, monorail from property to property to the convention center to Boardwalk Hall, Craig, this was all doable. It all should have happened. Well, Harry, um, if you look at the uh, Las Vegas airport right now, you could take a Tesla underneath the ground and you're you're right there at the Ari, and uh, you know it's. They, a, a, they did it right, Craig. Hold on, because remember I mentioned we've got two breaks to get in. I've got to get one in right now. My co-host, the owner of Formal Dimensions, Craig Tanzola, continues. This is WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at six. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio. 95.5. Thank you, great one. 44 minutes past the hour. My co-host for the remainder of today's program is Craig Tanzola, a local legend. Uh, and certainly uh, what I appreciate about Craig, number one, he's a great friend and they're hard to find. Uh, he's a loyal, for good friend. But also he's plugged in. He loves our country. He follows the issues. He knows what's going on. He really digs deep and and does deep dives on all kinds of important things and he stays very much informed that's why it's nice to do the show with you craig well i appreciate that harry and and you know when you have somebody on like joe lupo um it reminds me of the levels that we you know we have here and the things that are going on here and the and things that he does and he implements in here uh i think right now so when you say plugged in I, I'm so excited about what has occurred in Atlantic City over this last year. It's almost what I've, I, I haven't seen in almost 20 years, Harry. When you see what Bally's did and what Caesars Entertainment's doing with Hell's Kitchen, uh, the Nobu Hotel. For, for people that don't know what Nobu Hotel is, let me tell you, it's such a great thing for Atlantic City. It brings boutique and high-end to Atlantic City, which we need. You know, when you lose a Louis Vuitton pocketbook in Apple, you know, stores, this is the type of customer that will maybe help lend to bring those yeah. type of stores Hey, back. incidentally, and this was pre-pandemic, of course, but so who knows what would have happened then. But losing the Apple store took down the entire pier, the, the, what was called the, the pier shops at Caesars, what Blatstein bought. It shows you... You've got to keep you've got to keep those anchors. You've got to keep them happy and you've got to keep them in your market. Well, Harry, I got to tell you that 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 pier is a beautiful uh, underused. Yeah. um, You know, uh, thing. I don't know, but I I was hoping that one day that they would. Can you imagine that being a, a hotel where they got balconies over the ocean and then the shopping downstairs and making that like a boutique hotel? It would be fabulous. I think the only problem, though, Craig, is the jurisdiction right now probably can't um, can't accommodate it. I mean, it, it, it would be at the expense of another property or two having to close. I think we're right now. See what you think about this statement, Craig, because you've been you've been here since before the beginning and you've been serving you know the industry since before the beginning. I think the market is right sized at this point. And we can't we it would be great to have the rooms because for tour and travel and for conventions, there are times it would be great to have more inventory. But I think we we are right sized at this point. Well, see, you know, Harry, um, 
I, I think a little bit different, and I know that the presence of the property do, because, see, I've never heard Vegas say something like that. We're right size now. Oh, let's not grow. Are you kidding me? They grow. We they always grow. have to remember, Craig, if you go to Vegas, you are staying an average minimum of three to four days. You come to Atlantic City, and I'm, I'm a dinosaur now, so I don't, I don't know for sure, but I was overjoyed when we finally got to one day for, for probably the first more than a decade, and I can't remember exactly how beyond one decade, the average stay in Atlantic City was measured in hours, not even a day. So Vegas has that, that sort of footprint where it's, it does seem like the sky's the limit and it can always absorb one more. Look, uh, what, what Hard Rock is doing will be the equivalent of a whole new property opening, just their addition. Well, Harry, I'm going to say this to you. When you said that 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 last statement, just remember the casinos used to close. I they know, used to I close know. for several hours. Yeah. So why would people stay? So we went to 24 hours. So I'm going to say this. Which right, but the, but in fairness, they they closed when you were pretty much sleeping. But it was still even if they had not, even if they had been open 24 hours, the average stay still would have been less than 24 hours. But I get what you're saying. That was important when the Atlantic City jurisdiction realized that we, we can't close. We can clean. And that was my, you know, my departments. We can clean while we're open. You know, the thought was, let me tell you the thought. In the early days, the thought was for somebody that was a compulsive gambler, they'd have to leave. You, you would have to stop. They did it for that reason, and also they they felt that it would be good for your high-reach cleaning and just your cleaning in general. But, yeah, it was very smart. Remember, we didn't used to be able to have slot machines out towards the the, um, the walk areas. They, they controlled what color your carpet could be. It was insane, uh, so, so restrictive. And then we did become more like Las Vegas in that respect, 24-7. Wow. Slot machines right in front of you. you. Yeah. Okay, so let's take, because you worked for Steve Wynn, and you worked in one of the smallest room hotels there, right? True, we barely qualified. Yeah, you needed at least 500 rooms, and I think we had like 521. Okay, so what did he do there? He did events. He had Lionel Richie. I remember one time, I, I and I know you remember this woman, Angela Barber, oh, yeah. in that banquet room, and they were sewing like sparkles in the carpet we did we did we did everything we we built platforms over the swimming pool literally made it a floor uh the special events uh diane carroll and Vic Damone got married at the golden nugget in a beautiful almost chapel that that uh, angela barber uh imagined oh there's so many things we can talk about craig let's get the last break in we'll be right back with craig tanzola i am early in the morning WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. We're investing. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Your radio home for the Atlantic City Air Show. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And Craig, it's live radio, so you never know what's going to happen. We're going to get validation in terms of a real life example of what I would call not good government great government in action it does exist and wherever you have it hold on to it tight because the alternative i mean look at atlantic city 
you've got these operators that are operating at like 38,000 feet like maestros and doing unbelievable things. And then you have a, a, just a, a city hall that is completely dysfunctional. So wherever you have it, where it is tight, buttoned down and run right, hold on to it very tight and don't let it go. Craig, hold your thought. Uh, enter to the scene. Oh, he was just here and now he's gone. Nope, he's back. Great. Uh, that was a big buildup. I heard. I hope he heard the big buildup because at some point the phone went um, went silent. Craig Tanzola joining our live broadcast is my dear brother, Mayor Charles Kane. Mr. Mayor, give us an example of how government can work cooperatively. Well, Mayor, good morning, Craig. Good morning, Mayor. Mayor, first, may I just congratulate WPG 1450 on 82 years. How about that? Uh, that is that is just amazing. And uh, congratulations uh, to the station. Congratulations to your commitment to this show. And, and uh, you know, fortunately, we still have that for all the listeners. So um, congratulations. Thank you, Mayor. Mayor, I, uh, I appreciate the time. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, you know, I'm very, very proud. Uh, you know, we talk about this on Monday mornings, but I am very proud that uh, uh, our Municipal Utilities Authority uh, made the courageous decision uh, the other night at a special meeting uh, to join Hamilton Township at their town hall. And, and you know, this is in response to uh, the local uh, local gadfly and others that, that, that have put out false information, uh, tried to pack a meeting, tried to intimidate not only myself, other fellow board members, the MUA board, uh, but the board looked at the facts. The township committee looked at the facts. We held steady, and the end result is uh, substantial savings to the ratepayers and the taxpayers of Hamilton Township. The security of the individuals in the building, uh, the MUA building, uh, they will be moving now, making uh, the footprint of government in Hamilton Township smaller, uh, which is, I think, that should be the goal for all of us. Uh, it's the only way that we find real tax savings for our, our, our residents. Uh, they'll be moving into town hall, the uh, space that was vacated by our court system. Again, another shared service joining the county court system, which is doing fantastic at the time. Um, so I'm very, very proud of them. I'm proud of our t- uh, township committee uh, for, for seeking out the savings for the taxpayers and ratepayers. And I'm glad uh, and I'm very proud of the, uh, the MUA not bowing to uh, the gadflies that put out false information, realizing the potential, seeing it and wanting to be part of it. And, uh, you know, Mary Jo Kautz, the uh, board president uh, at the MUA, did an amazing job. Uh, the rest of the board members, Frank Thomasell, Janet Nichols, uh, Luke McFarland, uh, did an amazing job uh, d- disseminating the information and making the right decision for ratepayers and taxpayers. And let me comment. By comparison, and I would ask people, please go to the app, uh, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app or WPGTalkRadio.com. I've written an extensive piece just to show you the opposite of what Mayor Kane just brought up. You've got the city of Atlantic City MUA, millions of dollars in salaries every year. John Devlin said maybe over $10 million, but but millions to, 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 to just say the least. And they, they have so many people working there, but they don't have people with the proper licenses. So they spend another 300000 a year, maybe even more, to stay legal because they have to rent people, contractors, that have the license that somebody who's being paid all these six figures should already have. What a difference in terms of philosophy of governance, Mayor Kane. What a difference. You're trying to find a way 
to save taxpayers and ratepayers money versus what I'm talking about. What a difference. Well, I, I appreciate that, Mayor. And I, I will tell you, I've, I've had conversations with other local mayors um, and uh, some of the smaller towns surrounding us. We're looking for ways to, uh, you know, create more shared services. How do we make government in Atlantic County smaller, more efficient for the ratepayers and less expensive? And that, and that should be the goal of all of us elected officials. Um, it is certainly our goal in Hamilton, and we're going to continue to pursue different ways. One of the beautiful things about this move also is the township now takes possession of, um, we've paid the MUA, we'll be paying the MUA, MUA for it. Um, we will take possession of their building, which if things go right and the talks go right with another property owner, it could be relief for parking for our downtown Mays Landing merchants, which is something they've been requesting for over a dozen years. Um, I listened to people on committee, uh, previous uh, committee uh, members from uh, an opposing party say, well, we've talked about that for years. And that's what I continually hear. We've talked about it for years. And uh, I have continually said and will continue to say we are a committee of action. Talk is one thing. Action is, is, is something else. And we're going to continue to do the things that we feel as a committee make Hamilton a better place, more efficient place, and less burdensome on the taxpayers. That is awesome, Mayor. Craig, you have anything for Mayor Kane? Well, no, I, I actually appreciate Charles and, 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 and his actual, the way he looks into things, the way he did the marijuana. And, and I, I, I want to ask Charles, in my town, you know, we're, our town is going to vote on the marijuana. And if our residents vote and approve it, our council voted that they could still not approve it. Now, to me, when you take an oath to the people, Charles, you take the oath to the people, you do what the people vote on, right? What do you say on that? Absolutely. Hey, Craig, isn't that an incredibly arrogant thing to just believe that if if your folks want to do something that you you should. And I understand we're not a democracy. We're a representative republic and we elect representatives, but they should listen to what people are saying. And and look, everybody knows my philosophy on this. I'm really not a big fan of the recreational component because I've just done too much investigation and study i've watched what happened in washington state you have a high dropout rate that happens in schools uh a loss of productivity in other ways but the revenue is intoxicating it's in the, no pun intended uh but you should you, yes you should listen to your residents thank you and, and harry i and, and charles charles he investigated it and i, and I will say this uh some of our people uh they listened and and but those that that voted against the public, shame on you, because that's the most egregious thing you could do is tell the people, okay, that we're not adults. And our mayor voted against us. He used to be a teacher. Well, let me tell you something, Mayor Chow. We're not the we're we're not your students in the classroom. We're the adults in the room. Harry, I gotta go, but I want to thank you so much for allowing me to talk <laughs> about gaming in Atlantic City, yes. Charles. You're the best, and you're my neighbor, and I really do appreciate you. Good to talk to you, Craig. Take care. Bye-bye. Mayor Kane, we have two minutes left in the program. You know how to end it. We're going to have you end it like we usually do uh, on Monday. Let me give you a uh, closing comment. Uh, those just joining us, we are joined as a bonus appearance by Hamilton Township Mayor Charles Kane uh, through what I would call just skillful negotiations and really working towards the best interests of both taxpayers and ratepayers, there was a cooperation. This is so impressive because, as you know, turf wars and 
people protecting their turf. This is why consolidation of services and other things that you try to do uh, on paper, everybody loves it, but but they want to keep their superintendent of schools and not merge with anyone else, or they want to keep you know this and that. The agreement to be able to put them in township space, saving money for both taxpayers and ratepayers, that's a beautiful thing. And I, Mayor, I understand. I understand how people with bad intentions could really jazz people up and say, oh, you don't want to go in town hall. They're going to they're going to try to you know take you over. They're going to try to micromanage you. You know, first you'll be there. Next thing you know, you're going to be out. Uh, you can imagine you could make people see, you know, ghosts and goblins and and gremlins. Uh, and there were people trying to sabotage this, weren't there? Uh, I, Mayor, one of the proudest moments the other night, obviously getting the agreements signed, the agreement for the lease, the yeah. agreement for the sale of the building, um, was, was a proud moment. But one of the proudest moments is when uh, the local gadfly that's spread so many rumors and, and so much disinformation. And that's why we still encourage people, please don't get your information off of Facebook. Go to HamiltonTownshipYouTube.com. Watch the meetings. They're posted. They're, they're every first Monday, uh, third Monday of the month. They're posted several days later. Get the truth. When she stood up and she got caught in a blatant lie um, was a very proud moment because she got caught on tape. Um, and, you know, that was, uh, you know, all the disinformation that was spewed was all summed up as a lie in one moment. And, and that's, 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 that's a great thing. And the, the courage of this board to sit there under the attack that, that this, this individual had put out against them and us, um, to sit there and still have the courage to make the, the, an informed decision. And they had all the facts. They were ready, and they made sure they had all the facts to justify their decision, which, again, will reduce their operating costs to next to nothing for their, their building for the next 10 years. Mayor, 15 seconds. Mayor, I appreciate this time with you and your listeners on Friday morning. And I thank you, Mayor. And remember, Mayor, it is always a great day to buy a car. At the Auto Plaza at English Creek. Mr. Mayor, have a great weekend. See you, my friend. Take care now. We're going to feel like it's Monday. And this is cool. We're going to have Mayor Kane on Monday. I can't wait. All right. As always, we like to prime the pump. You know the great daily lineup that we have. Brian is next. Live and local tomorrow at 5 a.m. with Tom P. Rack and Fin Radio. John DeMassey talk with a purpose from 9 to 12. And Carmen Murata at 12 noon with Tony Mart presents. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Carmen's got a lot of great uh, stuff with John Cafferty and Beaver Brown Band, uh, both in Summers Point and Atlantic City. Sly Stallone, Frank Stallone. I mean, there's some off-the-chart stuff that's going to be happening.